be upset that nobody mentioned anything about the uh, Mind Goblin thing I posted in our chat. Mind Goblin? I didn't see it. Mind Goblin and these nuts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week we have a full panel. Everyone's here, except for Zach, but, you know, he's, uh, you know, doing Zach stuff. We got Kalai. What up? Hey, by the way, apparently I cannot set my name to coming in clutch Kalai on Zengaster. Mm. Well, you should probably write them a letter. We got Joe. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, brother? It's all good, bro. It's all good in the hood here. All right. We got CJ. Hello, Americans. Who's heading to space this week? <laughs> well, apparently, apparently, according to the I'm in Sp- or Who's in Space website, there are 10 people in space right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, this is a regular tour. No big deal. <laughs> I wonder if they, t- if they put another monkey up. You know, the old Gordo, the, the space monkey, the Russian. Is, is I wonder Be- if they're going to take another one up. Well, Bezo- Bezos is there. Bezos. <laughs> oh, easy, easy, sir. <laughs> and then we got the T-Bird. What up? Oh, man, I am so glad everyone is here tonight. This has been this is awesome. This it's been a it's been a while, if ever, <laughs> that we've had everyone make it all at the same time. And I can stay here the whole time. Booyah. So yeah, everything is good. Audio's good. I sounds like I smoked about 10 packs of cigarettes right before the show. Sweet. <laughs> I had a had a sneeze so attack. There's no sweet transvestites tonight. No sweet transvestites. Okay. No transsexual transvestites from Transylvania. Well, we might not have those, but we do have something wonderful to toast to. So, if everyone will get out your cans, your glasses, your um, what was your empty bottle of uh, blue Gatorade? Yeah. Last <laughs> <laughs> glug, glug, glug. It's an actual real bottle today. All right, there you go. All right, so a couple things I want to toast to. First off, <clears throat> I want to toast to CJ and the Avocation to Climb crew for their Xbox podcast, their monthly dose of Xbox gold. That was awesome. I know we've already talked about it once, but there's a purpose to all that. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to a uh, Kalai and Joe for your new uh, Loot Bros Driftcast, your monthly Nintendo podcast. It posted today. As we're recording, I listened to it. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I think you guys are right in your element talking Nintendo. So, very cool. Appreciate you guys. For the listeners out there, you're getting free, awesome, monthly, exclusive content right here on Loot Bros. You don't even have to have another feed for it. It's awesome. But then on top of that, I want to toast to the launch of our brand new Patreon. We've been talking about it for forever and ever and ever. And we have officially, as of the time of your listening to this podcast, we have launched our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Loot Bros. And on there, you will find four tiers. The first tier is the Poop Sock tier. Everyone's favorite. 
where you just need more podcasts. You just need more loot bros. Uh, the second tier would be your deep dive tier. So the poop talk tier is going to get you access to the once a month as to start uh, episode of the super loot bros podcast, which will be another loot bros podcast. It'll be more so topical, not so much leaderboards and toasts and, you know, butt jokes and things like that. It's going to be us doing real focused conversations on things that we may not have Dude, enough time. Gonna be but, the there's still going to be butt jokes. I mean, come on, it's loot bros. You know <laughs> so then you got super loot bros with the poop sock tier. Then for the deep dive, we're going to do monthly deep dives. Now, this one I'm uh, especially excited about. For the deep dives, you're going to get video game deep dives. It'll be any combination of the host, all of the above, or none of the above. <laughs> then you're going to get some weeks or months you might have, uh, we might do a show or a movie together. You know, we're going to kind of venture a little bit out of just general games and our general interest. And we're going to bring you guys deep dives on what I think is going to be some really, really cool, awesome content. Um, next up, you're going to get the uh, producer tier. So you'll get shout outs in the credits monthly, access to the other two tiers, and then voting rights to pick what you want to hear talk about us talk about on the Superloop Bros and the deep dive. And then we're going to have our, I guess what you consider our biggest tier uh, is going to be the fourth and final tier. We call it tentatively right now. It's called the You Pick, We Play tier. And essentially what you'll do is you will pick a game that might be one of your favorites or a game that you know is absolute trash. You pick a host, and then that host has one calendar year to play and essentially beat whatever that game is. Now, there will be some kind of caveats to that stuff. Uh, I could already see some of the trolls coming out wanting us to play a thousand-hour game or something like that. That's why we didn't say we're not going to platinum it, we're not going to 100% it, but we will play through these games and uh, hopefully it'll be some really fun stuff and some really cool things. And of course, with each of the latter tiers, you get access to all of the previous tiers. How's that sound guys? Sounds fantastic. Do you want to tease what the first super loop bros episode might be about? Actually, I would like to do that. Yeah. So two of your favorite hosts, not naming any names, not Zach. I figured on Zach. He just wasn't here. So, RIP. Um, RIP, Zach. He texts me. He's like, oh, this is the last week I'm going to miss, man. He's, he's moving into Dude, his he's new already, place. He, he's already Frosty Craft status at this point. <laughs> okay, okay. Caveat on the Frosty Crafts. You have to, like, kind of, like, leave us high and dry to be a Frosty Crafts. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Did, did, he, did he call out before? Yeah, he's been, he's all let right, me know. Right. He let me... He, we're, we're family. So he just texts me. He just like, Hey man, here's what's going on. And I know what's going on. And he really does need to move and get settled and all this stuff. And the dude has a lot of collectibles, like, Holy crap. Okay. So saying a lot doesn't like, quite yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. There's, there's ridiculous. stores that sell collectibles that don't have as much stuff as this dude has on his walls. <laughs> That's no exaggeration. Ask Tanner. Yeah. He's, he's probably has like a U-Haul truck full of just collectibles. That's crazy. <laughs> so, but anyways, so Zach will be with us, you know, next week, week after he's almost finished moving everything. And he texts me, he told me he's, he's updated me every week. And so, uh, but either way, uh, the Patreon will be live as you're listening to this. The first tier is a 
big old whopping $1 tier. We wanted to make sure we had something super easy to get into. It gets you access to another show every single month, Super Loot Bros. I happen to think it's awesome. And the cool thing is, something we decided to do you know, tangentially to the Patreon is, is like I said, Joe and Kalai and CJ and his crew have are throwing in extra episodes um, of supplemental podcasts as well. So anything extra we do, you'll get access to on through the Patreon. Some of that stuff you'll get early access to. Most of that stuff will be um, thrown into the main feed. And then anything wild and fun that some of us do outside of Super Loot Bros, Deep Dive, whatever, uh, you'll get my 2236 stuff, things like that. I'll throw all that into the Patreon. All that is just be you know, extra perks of being uh, a part of our Loot Bros Patreon. So there's going to be a ton of content, a ton of shows uh, for a very reasonable price. So right, I, I, I like it. Do you want to go back to my question that you totally just beelined with? Do you want to tease our first Super Loop Bros episode? I did. I said there's two great hosts that, that, that had a conversation. Not Zach, of course. Okay. Uh, and we, we had a conversation about the Steam Deck. So, it was awesome. Not saying who was on the show, but I thought it was pretty good. So, there you go. I'll just piggyback in there because I, I had the, the chance to listen to that episode the other night and it was really good. I think, I think well, I suppose I can't say who it was because you beat it up, but it was a very good effort by the two, uh, two hosts or whatever. And it, it was a funny thing because the Gabe boy is nothing that I had an interest in at all. And then when you started talking about it, I thought, well, hang on a second. And uh, I found myself the next day actually looking up about them. I totally missed out on obviously getting one, <laughs> but, uh, but I, yeah, it was very interesting. So it's a good episode. Well, no, funny part is you did not miss out on um getting one because oh, you can no, still pre-order yeah. for quarter two now we're now we're into quarter two of next year wow yeah well in australia we're probably like 10 years away from seeing them i'd imagine <laughs> in america nine thousand dollars to buy it in australia too <laughs> uh, i like how you called it the gabe boy <laughs> that is what they call freaking it. hilarious <laughs> so but anyways, guys, let's go ahead. Let's pop our caps. Let's pop our cans. Thank you guys so much for all your contributions. And I really hope the listeners will see value in everything we're doing. Here's the Patreon. Yeah. Give us your money. <laughs> money. All right. T-Bird, why don't you let us know what you've been playing? Uh, easy one <laughs> not a whole lot actually <laughs> i i just have i'm not really I haven't been in the mood to play games really so i did start um control on ps5 just to try the haptic oh, feedback no. thing oh yeah that is the dumbest feature to a console i've ever <laughs> wow. hey guys Cool, cool, cool feature. Let's add it where we, let's make it harder to pull the trigger down. That's the yeah, only that's the redeeming triggers. feature of that system. Feedback. I mean, oh, no, you can turn it off. Or you can oh, be a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't bug out. Nah, that's, that's a dumb feature. I mean, it's just as dumb as Rumble, right? I feel like you're just wasting your battery. No, 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 no. Haptic feedback and adaptive triggers are two different things. The haptic feedback is awesome in control. The adaptive triggers is what puts resistance oh, yeah. on the trigger, and that does make it... 
Don't you Spider-Man too when you're swinging in Miles Morales? Yeah, a little bit. It's it's not that prevalent in Spider-Man. I didn't think. So there's some games that really, excuse me, put a little bit of pressure on you. So, but go ahead, T-Bird. But um, yeah, and I I also was messing around with by seeing how the uh, ray tracing was implemented. It's actually really good. And again, it cuts your frame, cut your uh, performance down in half, just like it does on PC. So <laughs> it makes sense. Now you've played that game on both PC and PlayStation, correct? Yes. Okay, so is the PS5 version comparable to the PC now, or is it still trash? Well, okay, so with ray tracing, it's good, but PC you have an option called DSL DLSS that you can um, it basically renders the background and stuff at a lower resolution, so you're not having to like constantly render like stuff at a higher um, resolution all the time, while still getting the benefits of having water and stuff reflecting off the ground oh sweet but i mean it looks it looked it look good for what i for the little bit i played on ps5 so i probably wouldn't play it like that well wait <laughs> 60 I, frame makes it a lot easier i have a question about the ps5 didn't you get that to get that new that the old remake of the dark Souls? oh yeah I, I already i beat that like in the first week oh that was my question so you actually did beat the game yeah yeah I thought I mentioned that on last week's show. You said you were playing it, so you said oh, it was- okay. No, that's right. I beat it during the show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my back. <laughs> yeah, that was right. <laughs> How was it? It's just Demon Souls. It's the easiest. It's it's the easiest one out of the entire batch. So you're so. saying I should play that one? If you want to, it's I'm like thirty, gonna- it's like forty nine dollars right now on the summer sale. I'd wait for it to be like thirty bucks. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a fun game. It's just there's a lot of more. There's a lot of mechanics in that game that they don't really explain to you. So if you're just kind of dying over and over again as a as a, I'm trying to remember how they say it in the game, but like when you're not as when you're not in your soul form, if you like keep dying as like a human. It makes the game harder. Ooh. <laughs> like, so, and you can really screw yourself because if you keep dying, it changes your world tendency. And when that happens, that locks you out of certain items that you can't get until like the next playthrough. Oof. Yeah. I, I, I did that to myself. But, oh well. Hmm. Interesting. Anything else? No, that's really it. Can I just pick up on that um that ray tracing you were talking about in control? And it's mm-hmm. it's so funny you mentioned like you played with it but you didn't think it would be the maybe the way to play it because playing it I played it uh on the Series X and I played it with the ray tracing for about five minutes and I didn't think the system could handle it. And I'm not so sure that it was the system as actually the game itself. I don't think the port is a good port at all. Um and I, I think I have a feeling that it's probably a similar situation on PS five as well. I think I don't think that's a, a, a fair reflection of the, the capabilities of either system, uh, if that if that sort of makes sense to you. I don't know if, if you feel that as well, having played things like Demon's Souls, which I'm sure has it as well. But what, what came across to me, because I played it on PS4, another stack actually just after I played the on the Series X, so obviously without the ray tracing. And, like, the game is fine on, on the old-gen console as well, I thought. But it was it was a really... 
like a lazy port, I think it's fair to say. I don't think they really did anything. And I think, I know that's the general consensus from a lot of Xbox players as well. So I think perhaps that, I think there's a few games like that, that they've added things. And we're seeing this with the series, um, you know, the, the Microsoft Boost as well, to 60 frames on some old games where they've done stuff to it. And I'm thinking of Batman Arkham Knight, because I'm playing that. And I started on the Series X, it's almost unplayable, because there's so much rain, and it's so hard to see anything. So I went back to play it on the X1, much better. Um, so I think there's a whole, and I know that hasn't been uh, ray traced, it's only been boosted or whatever, uh, with the power boost. But I think there's a whole lot of games that are maybe on the cusp that they didn't do the best job or didn't do really any job <laughs> on that, that thing. Yeah. So, but do you find like now you've played uh, Demon Souls? I'm sure that had it in it as well. It's much better. Uh, or? Demon Souls actually was like one of the like it it had nothing oh, okay. nothing fancy about it. It's just yeah. the game runs actually runs good. Yep. <laughs> and it looks way better than it did before. Mm-hmm. That's about it. You don't get no fancy water reflections or anything like that there must be a few i like i don't know because i don't know the ps5 stuff but there must be a few games uh, on ps5 that do use it though uh does the new final fantasy i think i'm not sure the seven or i think it's only control maybe battlefield that's the only ones and maybe the new call of duty it might be the only ones i know of have ray tracing final fantasy has ray tracing yeah okay didn't miles morales have it as well and the spider-man remake has it too i think that's what they demoed it on. That's right. That's right. Yeah. See, see, here's where my ignorance comes in. Like, I don't know that I notice it, and I don't know how much of it is. It's a that, very, it's a very <laughs> subtle change. Look at it in the puddles. You'll see it in the puddles in Spider-Man when you're fighting in like like wet areas. You'll see like the reflection. It looks pretty dope. Like you'll see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. stuff like that I notice, I guess, but I don't know that I would ne- necessarily just be like, oh. This is missing now. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, th- I think we yeah, I we mean, you'd notice it, Daryl. Is not so much like when it works, it's good, but you really notice it when it's not working properly, and that's when you're like, gotcha. "Oh, this experience is. I just want to play it normal." And so I, I think it'll get way better, um, you know, over the next few years as they implement it more. But at the moment, right. it's it's more clear when it's not working properly than it's working well. I think, mm-hmm. but and I, I, since we're still on this, I noticed whenever I was um, swapping back and forth on control the puddles and like the reflections of stuff would just disappear. So like mm-hmm. the ground would be less shiny. So you obviously couldn't see anything. Yeah, it's interesting. But, hmm. Yeah. I started control on PS5, you know, just to kind of feel the, the haptics and I will go back and finish it. Cause I love that game, but I don't know that I remembered noticing anything, but again, I've got a 4k TV, but it's not a very expensive one. Just, all you got to do really is just look at look at the shiny floors. Yeah. And you will be able to see like the reflection of the light coming off the ceiling and everything like that. That's all all realistically all ray tracing is is just modifying the lights gotcha. to actually reflect off stuff more realistically. It's gotcha. it seems cool. to be too like like I mean the, the ray tracing is coming from the system not the the screen you have like the you know obviously the screen's got to be good enough or whatever but it's being generated from the system whereas I noticed I haven't played for 6 months on my screen not in performance mode with the G sync uncapped enabled I've noticed that makes a shitload more difference than anything in fact that <laughs> almost looks more like the next gen next gen than even the Xbox Series X does so like I think because that that definitely is the TV so or the the monitor so it's funny like and I know with PC you play on these you know 120 frames per second is like a normal thing and this sort of stuff but that made a huge difference lifting that up on mine or turning that on so 
the, yeah, I need to, it's really TV. worth looking at, I think. Well, CJ, you jumped in and said that you were playing Arkham Knight. So before we get into what else you've been playing, I kind of want your opinion on that. Well, as I said, like like when I started, and it's a really interesting thing, and I'd be interested if, because I haven't played a lot of the, like it's a 2015 game, I think, is that sort of about right? right? Yeah, I haven't played a lot of games from that time. Like I know The Witcher's from around that time, so it'd be interesting to see how that looks. And maybe like they do run better on the the previous gen you know like the ps4 um xbox one uh consoles because having shifted across it definitely looks better uh for for me but it, mainly because it's so dark and and the rain and stuff i think but you know that's that's the side i'm not very far in like an hour or two i wasn't going to speak about it till i was further in but i didn't um all i'll say and because i know you've you've played it most of you the car is very slippery to handle you get used to it honestly <laughs> i'm playing it now as well i'm about i would say i'm about like four or five hours in and mm. I'm enjoying it. At first, I hated the car. Yeah, like most people, most people bitch about the car. Um, I was like, yeah, you get used to the slipperiness of it. And it gets a little bit more, um, I guess, like the handling gets a little bit better as you get used to it. Honestly, you get used to it. Yeah, I don't dislike I, it. I thoroughly enjoyed slippery. it. Go ahead, CJ. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I don't dislike it. It was just slipperier. I think because, you know, I'm playing yeah. some racing games as well, and I did. I expected it to be very blocky. Like most, like a Ubisoft game, most driving is really blocky. And then I was like, whoa, these just slip right off the edge here. <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. So it, it, it was interesting. Like I, when that game came out, man, I heard all of the different podcasters talking about how the car was the worst part. Yeah. So I went into it you know, expecting that to be bad. And I just threw on my headset and jumped in the car. And, man, I heard that engine rip and roar, and I immediately fell in love. Like, it went from me being prepared for that to be the worst part to me walking away thinking that was one of the best parts. Um, mm-hmm. I just – I would get in that – I'd get in the Batmobile, and I'd just drive. I would, there'd be times where I wouldn't even have any very Grand Theft Autos, you know, and Saints Row style just like – I don't really have a purpose right now. I'm just going to ride around and slide into people and, you know, it electrocutes them when you slide into them. So I started doing Riddler trophies, which I despise, but like there's a lot of Riddler trophies in that game where you need to almost do platforming with the, with the car, Mm -hmm. switching it from tank mode, the battle mode to the regular. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting. Like they were, it's the amount of content in that game and how creative the usage is of the car and stuff. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoy that game overall. Like uh, I've got almost all the trophies in it. I think the only thing I'm missing is the Riddler trophies. And then I can get the true ending. Um, mm. So I enjoyed it. And it's one of those things to where um, not too many people talk about it anymore. So when you mentioned it, I kind of wanted your opinion because I, I, that was one of my favorite games of that mm. era of that time. Well, I put it on my list. Well, so not supposed to be... I will finish it. Just it'll take oh, great. a few weeks. <laughs> it's a long game. It's not supposed to be like your hundredth platinum. Oh man, everything was supposed to be my hundredth <laughs> platinum. I mean, come on now. <laughs> so, well, I I just really hate the Riddler trophies. It broke my yeah, brain, dude. Like, and you can't get the true ending without getting all the Riddler trophies. So, I got like a hundred and fifty or a hundred and seventy-five out of two hundred and something, and I just stopped. I just. I just got frustrated. I might even have more than that. I don't know. It, it's it's hard to find them when you like when you're down to the just a handful. And I started following a guide, and then to having to retrace all of Gotham City to find them, 
I just, I don't know. It just, it, I wasn't having fun. I thought there was like a, I thought like, there was something that enabled you to be able to find them on the map. There is, but even just because you can see it on the map doesn't mean you can find it. Like, like you could be standing on the tr- on the spot and still not see it. Mm-hmm. It could be two floors or ten floors above you. It could be hidden in an alcove somewhere in a building, and you're standing on top of the building. And uh, some of them were like, there's these like. Um, no spoilers, but there's these uh, like big hot air balloon, these blimp kind of things. And there's, there's trophies hidden in there and you have to kind of climb all in and out of the anals of the, the blimps. And it just is frustrating. I, the games, all of the Arkham games are great, in my opinion. It, the Riddler trophies are just not fun to me. And so um, I don't know. One of these days, because I really want they to see. I, I refuse to even look up the, uh, the 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 Nightfall ending, you know, on YouTube, because I want to get the ending, you know, I want to do it right. And then New Game Plus is one of the trophies, so like I have like a reason to go back and play it again. Um, so but I don't know. I just uh, mm-hmm. the, this this really trophy suck. If there was like, a, if I could pay like twenty bucks to unlock them all, <laughs> that would be a that'd be one of the times I'm like, okay, that's DLC that I'm I can get behind. That's a microtransaction I can get. If behind. it was an EA what? game and not a WB game, you'd be able to. There you go. <laughs> Wait, did you just say you would pay to unlock all the trophies so you can see the true ending, but you will not go on YouTube and watch the true ending? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> principles, exactly Clyde. Come on, principles. I got standards here. <laughs> I, I want to see it authentically for myself, but I'm willing to cheat to get there. I want to see it legitly by spending $20. I want to, I, I want to legitly get there. The- Tricky mix. Stop. Wow. That, did, that only took, you know, 27 minutes. There you go. <laughs> All right, CJ, what else you've been playing? The only other thing I'll say about that game is it's awesome to come to a game like that years later when obviously all the content is out for it. And they had a the part of the reason I chose it was they had a sale on the well, it's part of Game Pass, so it's free uh, to play. But uh, um, so I can just ignore the fact that I bought it on the PS4 with the season pass. I'm past, but um, but the season pass on X- Xbox is obviously not included in Game Pass. But they had a sale where it was like six dollars Australian, which there's no number small enough in America to explain what that number is. But you know, <laughs> so it's nothing basically, and you get everything like the story expansions, and there's a ton of costumes and a ton of stuff. So starting that game, having everything like available is well, which you know it's a few years old now it's it's really fun especially because i play a lot of new games where the season passes you know the content won't be out for months to come so it, it's nice to have that experience where everything's there i suppose as opposed to you know waiting whether you'll come back to it or not which i know is how many yeah. many people game anyway but it was, it was interesting and it's nice to buy a season pass from wv looking at you mortal Kombat, for less than 60 australian so for six it was lovely <laughs> But um, well, hey, it was it was fifty dollars American yeah. when it came out, and they didn't even tell you what was in it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Back, so back in the that day, was a, that was a bit of controversy back in the day. Uh, but uh, okay, so this week, so I played. Uh, we'll stick with the Game Pass. I played Last Stop. Uh, so it's the latest game published by Anna of Herna Interactive, and it was interesting because I'd already factored into buying this game um, because I didn't know that it was going to be on Game Pass. They didn't. They didn't 
you know, uh, say that or push it. Normally they say game's coming soon. It just dropped the day and date, which is a phrase, Daryl, we're going to have to start getting used to day and date from the Xbox because mm. it's what they're doing. I mean, this was the first week of the next generation. There's no question about it. If you're on the previous gen on the PS5, you probably haven't experienced this yet, but the games have finally started to come out. I mean, we had the Ascent come on Friday. This came uh, maybe the Friday before. Not only this, but they dumped about three or four other games on there as well. Crytale, the futuristic JRPG as well, dropped on there. So, I mean, if, if all you played was Game Pass for the last week, those games, you probably got like 500 hours of games just there, which is insane uh, for free or for whatever you pay uh, per month. I really want to try the Ascent. We had talked about this on the on the uh, Nintendo podcast. So mm. I was thinking about getting it, and then I didn't even realize it was coming straight to Game Pass. Uh, however, yep. somebody has said that they do not trust the Cyberpunk game. <laughs> it's, you know what? I played, a, played it for an hour last night. It's probably not the game for me, but it, it did strike me as like this is cyberpunk, but it actually works. And and they got away with it because it's a top-down um, top shooter or whatever, team-based team shooter, or, or you can play solo. Or, or in, I, think it's, I think it's only teams of three. Maybe, maybe it's four. Uh, and so they've rendered, the, the cutscenes are fully rendered, but the gameplay is top-down. Uh, so I think that's a clever way of doing it for, I assume they're an indie or an indie-esque studio or whatever. But it's the sort of game, like I played for an hour, I have no idea the story. It seems quite deep, the loadouts and the and the customization menu. But it struck me as a game you'd get into a party with and you'd just talk the whole time while you're playing and have no real concept of what's going on. Having said that, it's really beautiful for that style of game. And it was funny because I was, as I was playing it, I was like, this is like, you know, if I'm going to play one of these games, I'd rather go play Wasteland 3, which is a little bit more strategy than this, but the same visual aesthetic or whatever in the isometric style. And while I was playing, I was like, Levi would probably like this game if it just wasn't so gun heavy because it is it is definitely a shooter. But everything else about it, there is is some strategy there. So I'll be interested to see what you think, Kalai, if you, if you give it a go. I have it downloaded. I wanted to play it before the show because that's one of the few Game Pass games that I am pretty excited about. Yeah, yeah, it's worth yeah. playing. I'll, like if you I'll like play it more. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, that. Um. So anyway, back to the Annapurna, the last stop. And has anyone else played it? Tanner, did you try? Uh, not yet. I got it downloaded. Yeah, it's. So I'm up. I might do it this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's worth a look. Like you'll know within like twenty minutes whether you can handle it or not. Because it's very like it's a very passive movie style. It's a bit like a, a Telltale game, but uh, like I, I don't want to say less movement, but in a way there is less movement. Um, it's very dialogue and narrative heavy, and you always have like a, you know two or three, sometimes four dialogue choices. And I know I know Levi shat on the game slightly the other day, saying it just doesn't matter what you push. I'm just going to push B the whole way through, and it'll be the same result. And I think that is the more you play, I think that is sort of true. It, it does suffer that telltale problem that there is definitely one one path or whatever. And even though the dialogue is slightly different, it's very streamlined. But you have to remember it's a very small indie indie studio or whatever, you know, with a decent publisher behind them. So it, it's it's done in the style of a film. So there's a lot of long shots, a lot of over-the-shoulder over the type shots as well. A lot of times where you're sort of, you know, you're walking from the centre point to the distance while the music and the talking's playing. So it's like you're, you're playing a film. What's cool about it is that you play three distinct stories that don't really overlap until later on, but you sort of bump into or you see other the other characters from the other stories in the background while you're experiencing 
other character stories, if you like. So when it does converge, it, it, it's a nice feeling. It's only about five or, or six hours. It's quite an easy uh, platinum, I believe, or, or completion. But you, there are some dialogue choices. But there is a, no chapter is missable. And ironically, after Levi posted that you only push B, I went back to clean it up because I missed four achievements or something. And the one I missed was for pushing B for the whole chapter. So <laughs> he was on to say, was trying to help at me. least he got that one, uh, which I didn't. So. But you know, having said that, it's good, and it's a it's a sci fi sci fi esque story or whatever else. But there's a lot of there's a lot of life truisms in that game as well. And one of the things, like we all talk about, or oh, how great Annapurna is. And I was listening to another podcast, and they're like, "Look, if it's Annapurna, you should just buy it because it's going to be good." But I don't think it's good for. I think it's good for a certain age group. I think it's probably better for an older gamer, and also for people that like the quirky because their films. I don't know if many of you have seen any of their films. The most recent one, I think, was Kajillionaire, which is really out there film. Like there's all sorts of crazy shit going on, and has a really deep message behind it as well. But those films are definitely pitched at the more. I don't know, people that are a bit more open-minded perhaps or a bit more outside of the the general Hollywood-esque feel. And their games, I think, are starting to become like that as well. And I think 12 Minutes is coming up soon and it seems to have more gameplay while still heavily narrative-focused. And it will be interesting to see how that game goes because the overriding comments I've heard from Last Stop is that, oh, it's not a game. You know, you just sit there and watch it and, you know, there's a lot of truth in that or whatever. So how, how that blends, I think, in the future is will be interesting uh, for them. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I definitely think you should all try it, though, you know, if you if you finish it or not. And the the, the ending is, is I don't know. If, if you quit before the end, I don't think it matters. You get the, <laughs> you get the feel for it. Uh, and then I'll throw out one gotcha. for you, Daryl. It's a horror FMV. I know you say you like these. You never play them, but you say you're always interested in them. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the new one from Wales Interactive. It's called Nightbook. And I don't know, it's about a 80-minute, well, it's a movie, I suppose, FMV. It was shot obviously in the the COVID lockdown period. So it utilizes just a handful of actors done remotely. And if you played the five dates, which they released uh, uh, last year, I think, which was a similar idea, you know what you're sort of in for. It, the production quality is lower than many of their, you know, earlier, earlier games or whatever else, but it's sort of narrative focused. The only problem is, is that there's no real deviation in the story. So if you're going to complete it, I think you you have to play it a couple of times to see all the the dialogue branches, but there's not a lot of difference, like compared to the the complex, um, uh, their earlier ones, the, well, the bunky. Yeah, like you know, they had some sort of I don't know some real depth to them, and you know this this once once through is enough, but it, it's cool or whatever else it plays on, you know, spirits and a curse that type of a thing. So there's no real jump scares in it either. I suppose it's psychological horror. You know, if if and what was that one called? Uh, it's called Nightbook. Uh, just released this week, but I think I think if you're you know if you if you're interested in the FMV and you like a bit of horror, they released I saw Black Clouds a few months ago, which was really broken unfortunately when it released for the trophies. But they fixed all that up. The game worked and they fixed everything. It works fine. That's a really good one. That was filmed uh, somewhere in Europe. The only disadvantage of that game is that it wasn't filmed in English. I think it's a German thing. So they've put the dubbing over the top, and it's not 
great, you know, in sync with the lips. So it can be a little off-putting. So you can either play it in German and read, but it's still doable with it. And that's a really good story and probably the best divergent FMV I've played out of all of them. There's there's massive differences in how the story uh, goes. I think there's eight endings or something else. So And it has a very good skip function for scenes you've already played. So I really like I really like that, and I think that's that's about it. The only other thing I'll say is just endorsing and pushing that Patreon. I'm going to do um, with with Daryl's permission there. I'll drop uh, early on, so I'll probably hit next week or something, just to sort of wrap up of the five games I like the most from July. It's something that I did before on on the other one, and I quite like doing it because I play a ton of games. I think uh, counted this month. I've bought something like or or played through 25 or 26 games that are not spam that are proper games so just pick sort of four or five the games that perhaps you haven't seen perhaps you'd be interested in because there's a there's a ton of games that that fly under the radar i'm thinking of the where's the list here the um the horror tales the wine you probably haven't heard of that daryl but it could be worth a a look Uh, the forgotten city which is a well that's quite interesting we might talk about that at some time uh, Imagine Earth was fantastic, Ender Lilies, and, uh, well, look, there's a ton of them. So you'd have to, I suppose, join the Patreon to hear what you're you're missing out on. There you go. Absolutely. That's, that's the best place for this stuff. Hmm. Awesome, awesome. All right. Joe, what you oh, got? Man, too much, too much. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah, I had off from work uh, yesterday, so I played a lot, and I think I, I think I popped, like, 20 or 30 trophies. I know that's, like, rookie marks for, like, leave for like you know cj but <laughs> no not at all cj wakes up to 30 trophies he I gets mean, out of bed. playing the wrong games he gets, <laughs> he playing gets, the real games so. he gets out of bed 30 trophies uh i played crash bandicoot 4 on the ps5 and wow does it look beautiful like like wow, wow. I, I was i was amazed at how much different it looked in the ps4 version i was like man i think this has i think it has ray tracing actually it's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous game uh, great game. If, if you haven't played it yet, I mean, you're basic, typical, you know, Crash Bandicoot platformer, but I really like what they did with the, like, inverse levels. So, like, when you get far enough in the game, you can collect, like, tapes, and then there's, like, classic levels you play, but when you beat, like, levels and you get far enough, you can play an inverted version, and then there's different, like, things that happen in the level that convert it to, like, different things. Some of it's in, like, neon and, like, black and white and... Some of it, like the floor is lava. You can't touch it. Like it's crazy. There's some crazy things you have to do in that game. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Uh, I played One Piece Pirate Warrior three because one, I like Musu games, and two, I like One Piece. So it's like a match made in heaven. And I unlocked like ten percent of the trophies in the first level because one, I'm really good at Musu games, and three, I, I don't know, I'm just really good at Musu games. But I'm, I'm like, can, can I, okay, I gotta, I gotta stop you here because like, no, no, not, not to say you're not good or whatever else, but uh, I want to ask you about Samurai Warriors five. I didn't pick and, it up uh, yet. I want, no, to. no, I know, really I, I know, but I want, I, I know, I know you will though at some point and you've played the other ones or whatever mm-hmm. else. And mm-hmm. I made a mistake. I didn't realize it was a Muso game when I bought it. Uh, but you know. To be, to be honest with you, my, my goal this week was to clean out the store, and I won. So I had to pick up everything. So that was one I, I just, just to detract, it's so funny. At the end of last episode, when we finished recording, we were talking about whether you know I could justify buying one a PS5 from a scalper. 
And I, I, all afternoon I had it in my cart and I was like, so fair bit of money for what it is overpriced. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I, I didn't have enough drinks, Joe, so I didn't pull the trigger. So I didn't do it. But then I thought, <laughs> well, look, I've saved, I've saved $1,000. So look what you can buy with $1,000. Clear out the <laughs> store. There you go. Well, I cleaned out the store. I got the Xbox controller. And Nike. I got a lot of stuff. So, you, so don't feel you have to buy a PS5. But I bought this. But anyway, that's a total detraction. I bought this and then I realized it was a Muso game. And I was like, oh, fuck. You know, anyway, maybe delete. Uh, no, we have to give it a go. But then I was reading about it and it's like, you know, it's very slow to start. And it's very, like, I didn't realize how story heavy it's those games were. It's super story heavy, this one. Like, mm. super. I think the last one, four, is where they really started getting, like, more story heavy. And yes. they're trying to go in a different direction from all the rest of the series. They're trying to make a very story-driven game with combat mixed in. And I think that's great. I think um, mm. same team that works on Samurai Warriors is also the same like uh, division in Koei Tecmo that also works on the Hyrule Warrior games, and they did Age of Calamity. So mm. I could see the influences from Age of Calamity in um, Samurai Warriors Five. It got really good scores, really good reviews. Yeah, I, I, I can't I, buy it until Corey gets it because we told each other we would play it together. So. It definitely strikes so me as that sort of game. One of the things I wanted to ask you about it, though, was that, yeah, they say the story is very good, but the story is not overly that long. But there are two other modes, I forget what they're called, yeah. that, that you really invest in. And I was going to ask you, like, is there a lot of, like, replayability after the story? Do you play those modes or is it pretty much just for the story and that? that no, I play, I play those two modes. I play those modes as well. Usually it's the same thing in every, in every one of their games. Um, so there's usually, like, a Legends mode, which is usually, like, mm. the story itself. And then there's, like whatever mode they name it. And um, so in one piece, it's called dream mode. And it's all just different scenarios that you can go through. And mm -hmm. it's like, what if scenarios and stuff like that. So they do those in all their games, like Hyrule Warriors. They did all the maps from all the Zeldas and each square on the map is a different quest. And like when you get to like the master quest maps, like the, the, um, like the different stipulations they put on the levels are like crazy. It's like you get hit once you, you lose the map or you'll, mm -hmm. you can only take like 500 damage or, you can only kill enemies with special attacks. So like when your mm -hmm. gauge fills up and you do your special attack, that's the only time that the enemies can die. So like you can wail on them, but you can't kill them. So it's, mm. it, they do a lot of interesting things in those games. So yes, mm. I would say like after you beat the story, if you want to go for the like trophies and you want to actually like complete one of those, like, yeah, you could stick around forever. If you really yeah. want to play a good one, CJ, I would suggest going to play like, um, like Dynasty Warriors Gundam, those are great. I mean, they might look the greatest now, but definitely great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, I'm going to give it a go. As I said, like, you know, it's not the first time I bought something thinking it was something else. Uh, so, you know. I mean, sadly, <laughs> I want to buy that on the Switch, but Corey's like, you got it on the PS5. Like, I want to get yeah, it on the Switch because I play all my Musou games on the Switch, so. Most the Aren't there a few Musou, Musou games on PS now? Yeah, there's a few. They have the Dynasty Warriors 6, 7, 8, 9, Warriors, Legends, uh, uh, Warriors, All-Stars, which is really good because Warriors All-Stars just takes like a whole bunch of Bandai Namco characters and like puts them in a Musou game. So you can play as like the guy from Neo and um, mm. you can play as Ryo Hayabusa. It's pretty cool. It's a it's a freaking cool game. I think I played. Yeah, that one's cool. And uh, you should play that with your uh, your son. You'd probably get a kick out of it. Dude, I love so Musou I. games. I just haven't really dug into one in a long so time. And I've been Jones. The Persona for one's it. good too. Uh, but you have to play Persona mm. Five to play it, or else it kind of ruins the mm. ending. Mm. Oh, I got Royale and the regular. Well, I mean, they're both staying sealed, so you're <laughs> not going to play two hundred hours. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack you again, Joe, because sure. you may have played this game. I think Kalai might have as well. And 
uh, it's a Switch game uh, or whatever else. It's an older game, a 3DS game, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, and I, the reason I bring it up is obviously Neo: The World Ends with You released this week. Oh, on sequel, RPS4. yeah. Yeah, sequel. I didn't realize it was a sequel. The original, mm-hmm. uh, The World Ends with You, and then they made a The World Ends with You final remix, same game, re-release for the Switch, yeah. which I picked up and Sorry. I've like. Well, no, hang on a sec. I like. Uh, I, like I, the problem is, I'm not you know coming from a system where everything's free, Daryl. I'm not accustomed to paying money, <laughs> and I'm not accustomed to paying Nintendo prices. And I looked at the price, and I was like, oh, that's a lot for a game. I probably won't play more than five minutes. That's interesting. Uh, you that know, it's you just say that because like here, it like totally bombed, and you can get it for like ten dollars at any store you can find. Ah, uh, yes, there's no physical copy. It's not that it was like yeah, like maybe a half price game, so it's not too bad or whatever. And I didn't realize that it's total touchscreen. I think you can play it in the dock or whatever you else. Can play and this it, is... You can play it. Okay, so you can play it with the touchscreen, like the original controls, but it kind of mm. lacks the second screen, which kind of like, I don't know. It doesn't make it unplayable, but it, it just lacks the same, the same flair that it did on the 3DS. And I think like the like when you use the touch controls, or not the touch controls, the actual button mapping controls, you lose a lot in that game. So like you kind of have to play it with the touch controls. But I hate touching my Switch screen. Like I just... It's just so it's such an expensive device to put your fingers all over mm. it. Like I just even with the screen protector, I just like I don't like doing it. So mm. did you no, get a stylus for yours? No, I don't. No, well, but but actually, I for the opposite reason, I quite like that because every other game is with a, a console for me is with a controller. So to have this is the first game on Switch I've played which is is like that. It's total touchscreen or whatever else, and the music is fantastic. Oh, so sh- I I, I did read so a review good. that that said exactly what you said, that if you played the original, there's nothing in the final remix for you. It's, it's you know, if anything, it's a detraction. But but I quite enjoyed it. But what I was interested in is, the reason I did it is because I, I you know, was on the store, so I had to pick up the Neo, the world with you as well mm-hmm. to complete the collection. And then I realised it was a sequel, but obviously on the PS4, there's no touchscreen. So they must have modified the game Ooh, to be you? played completely on controller. So did you buy we'll it? find out. So did you buy, you bought the second one to play on PS4? Yes, because it's only available on Switch and PS4, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm surprised you didn't buy it on Switch, though. Since you well, I didn't know. Uh, do you think it's touchscreen on the Switch? It probably it is. is. It is. Yes, I didn't it know is. that. I, I know time. it is. You can do both. You can ah. either use the touchscreen or you can use the controls. So this but is why you needed to be on last week, Joe. But anyway, it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> or you just reached out to me. Well, I didn't. I didn't think about it at the time. So. Uh, yeah, that's actually one of my favorite RPGs I've ever played, like on the 3DS, mm. uh, and it's pretty cool. So, for people who don't know, the the concept is pretty simple. The world ends in seven days, and you got to get it to seven days. And then, I mean, I'm not gonna spoil the game, but like, right. uh, I guess you know, spoiler alert if you if you don't know. And it, he's DJ. Have you beat the first week or no? No, no, I haven't. I haven't beaten it, so don't don't oh, okay. spoiler it. Okay, yeah. I won't. I won't then next week it's a it's a it's a great game you should you should definitely invest all your time in it i would definitely go for like completion on the switch it's pretty fun even to get all the badges and the coins and the pins yeah oh game's so good all right all right i'm gonna say it right here new patreon exclusive idea yeah some podcasts will do watch-alongs where they'll everyone will start a movie or something or a show at the same time and they'll just commentate well we're gonna do something a little different we're gonna do a uh, similar to a watch along, but where we all get on the store with CJ <laughs> and we just commentate while we buy things. Uh, 
The only reason, the only reason, uh, there'll be people listening today that go, this guy's a total fucking wanker. Listen to this cunt talking about how much he, <laughs> he's blasted away this week. And the, the only reason is because I see you and Ponda with your ego wank fest every week of all these games that you buy or whatever, and I don't engage. And I thought, you know, it's time somebody drops some serious games, not like 50-year-old games or something on you, like real <laughs> modern games played with an amazing controller, a next-gen Oh yeah, yeah you too can have one today. That midnight black it, PS5. Well, so, how much is that controller? Isn't that like half the price of the console? How, how much is it in the US? It's, I don't know. It's like one seventy five yeah, over here I, by I, my I house right now. Switch for that? No, thank you. Yeah, Goodbye. Yeah, I, I, you, switch you, light for the price of that controller. That's insane. I, Absolutely okay, well, insane I want, to me. I, I want to bring Client into this because you you say that, but I mean, you know, how many hours are you going to get from it? You put it in your hand or whatever, and yeah. it does feel, I know Tanner said he liked it, uh, you know, it feels great or whatever else. And, you know, it costs whatever. Like it costs here maybe like two what the PS5 controllers would be worth. So you could get two PS5 controllers or that. So, you know, that that's the equivalent uh, here or whatever. But then I was looking today, and I know Clive posted about this, but the, the I didn't know you could get this, the memory um, extended a hard drive uh, it's a card seagate card you put in the back of the xbox mm-hmm. now that's 350 australian so that literally is half the price of the xbox and i was like that is yep. insane and the controller so is a lot less than that so i think you know i can justify the controller i think it's great but i was shocked when i saw the price of those and i know the ps5 one is the same if not more so well you know cj <clears throat> i'm gonna come to your defense on this one before collide jumps in damn it and yeah, <laughs> sorry. And the controller is the tangible experience. Mm. If you don't like the controller, it you like. For me, that's that makes or breaks your console experience. Yep. If you don't enjoy the controller, then you're not going to have a good time, or you're going to have a hard time having a good time. Mm. So, if you invest in something that's going to be in your hand the entire time you play, mm-hmm. besides your member that's how i got a then, husband <laughs> <laughs> then then it, it to me it's worth it I, I i i can't fault you for that well the other thing and i do want Clyde's opinion but if you do play on the xbox the problem with the old elite controller was that it was battery operated and you're burning through batteries and they're not like not that cheap when you're burning through them you know consistently each month right. so this has you know unfortunately that controller didn't have the the ability to to re well i suppose you could put a recharge batteries in but this does have that in there and then as someone on the the facebook said they'd love one but they can't justify it and it does totally depend on what you play because the paddles on the back you know they're great if you play racing games but perhaps great if you play shooters and it's a really good system because you can have multiple configurations pre-saved oh, yeah. uh, i know you can have two on the normal but have multiple um button mapping you know you can switch between on the fly so if you integrate you know if you use that it's worth it but if you're just using it as as to play a game, then it's the feel is the only reason. But how many Darryl how many said. months of Game Pass is that? Well, Game Pass is free. No, no, Game Pass is you pay for Game Pass. Hundred hundred and seventy four one dollar free trial, one dollar trials. Yeah, I don't think it's too bad. I mean, I I feel less bad you know paying for what it was then i like that that sickens me the price of that ps5 controller here in australia it might be cheaper in america but it's very expensive here and you only get one with the system don't you so you're already yeah. in for another one and i was like i mean That's you don't need another one i mean i want another so one, we have we have five in this house and they are all magnificent <laughs> <clears throat> so my son bought the the crimson red um ps5 controller 
And I bought the Midnight Black controller, and the Midnight Black has like a very fine like grip on the back of the paddle on the back of the handles. And <laughs> it's awesome. Like it is so cool. I freaking love it. So I still think it's hilarious. The PlayStation was <laughs> released a white console for their ps5 it's it says a lot to society doesn't it? i mean they released a ps3 go get a second job they release a ps5 it's an expensive console a white console what are they trying to say daryl what is that company trying to say that's what i want to know that <laughs> racist non-inclusive company no no it's the it's the it's the it's the same old thing every year right every console that that comes out you get the white xbox 360 all the fans wanted was a black one. <laughs> we had the black OG Xbox. Why can't we have black one? You, you get the black console. Oh, why can't we have a white one? We had a white 360. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Everyone wants what they didn't, what they don't have. I want a red one. I want a red console. I had a red Xbox 360. I had a special edition. A Resident Evil special edition. And it got the red ring of death. And me and Phil Spencer ain't been the same since. Oh, you didn't wrap it with a towel? <laughs> I can't believe that's a thing. It actually worked. I did it once. I know. Okay. I got desperate. So, I need to I need, uh, I need to get those extra trophies that night. And I was like, where's my towel at? <laughs> so you guys remember when I was doing the PG spoilers, when we had Luke Bros on a hiatus for a while, and I had uh, my buddy Hector on the show? Well, Hector used to be a bit of an alcoholic. And when I say a bit of an alcoholic, he got so drunk one night playing Call of Duty that he looked at his white console, his white Xbox 360, and thought it was his toilet and proceeded to urinate all over his console. I tell you what, he was ahead of his time, wasn't he? Pissing on a PlayStation. <laughs> no, it was the Xbox. Oh, Jesus. It was the piss box. So he peed all over his Xbox, right? And then he calls me the next day. He's like, bro, I messed up. And this was back when they were like, like I think $299 or $399. Like they were still relatively expensive for an Xbox. You didn't have the slim version yet or you know, the, 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 the rehash model. So anyways, so he... He calls me and tells me that he got drunk and peed on his console. I was like, well, "What do you mean, peed on your console?" He's like, "I thought it was the toilet, and I and I emptied my entire bladder in my entertainment center on my console." Right? That's wonderful. So then, then I was like, "Dude, is it is it dead?" I was like, "Do you what if it, can you just put like a fan on it, let it dry out?" He goes, "When I picked it up." Piss was seeping out of the front of the console. This dude. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I guess a lot. I guess he's a camel. You know what I'm saying? He's got a whole. So, uh, so, anyways, so he goes and buys another Xbox. This is where the story gets good. <laughs> he gives my brother his Xbox. That he gives, <laughs> right. <laughs> he gives it to my brother, dude. My brother plugs it up, wraps it in a towel. Okay. Turns it on and lets it sit. What? I kid you not. Okay, and it, it, dude Tanner, <laughs> you guys can reach out to Gagum if you want to verify this. He's in the he's in the um Discord. He he leaves the Xbox on, lets it heat up the piss on the motherboard, dude. Yeah. So listen. 
Listen, it starts to work again. It comes back to life. He turns around and sells it to a coworker for $125. I kid you not. He sold it to a coworker for $125. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was the greatest video game story I've ever heard in my life. Dude. <laughs> End the show there. Oh, God. <laughs> gone. So, yeah. go, go to the Luke Bros Discord. To, uh, uh, get, hit up Gagum. And games and gains media, okay, and ask him to tell you the story of the uh, of Hector's piss box. Oh my god! I know exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah, sure enough. So, oh man, <laughs> CJ, what, what are the chat? What are the chances now that Bill's single, eligible bachelor that he's gone around to Phil's house one night? They got a couple of hookers, cocaine, and they've just done the same thing. I could see old Bill pissing all over a Series X. <laughs> He's probably oh he's probably God, like yeah. just rings up a scalper and goes, look, I'll take all your stock of PS5s. I want to piss all over them tonight. Be awesome, dude. So that that's what they did. They were going to Epstein's Island and they were all standing around in a circle peeing on the play, on the on the consoles. Uh, terrifying. Oh man. Oh, I think you should go to Collider before she I was herself. in the middle of what we've been playing. That's how. Long. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> this is what happens, man. We get on these. I got another story too, but this one's not. It's not. It's not near as funny, but. Go ahead, uh, oh, Joe. So <laughs> I played. Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're good. <laughs> but I really wanted to Trophy. answer. Exact make you lose control. Yes, I want to answer that. Yeah, answer. What would, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even remember what we're answering. <laughs> I had something to say about the whole controller and the Seagate mm. thing. So can we go back to that? Yeah. Mm. I, I do have the, uh, the Elite One. I bought the Elite One right before it came out with the Elite Two because I got a deal at, at mm. Best Buy. I have problems uh, in my hands because of all the video game I'm playing. And I squeeze that controller so hard it actually hurts my hand. So at least with that Xbox Elite, I actually use the back buttons as my X, Y, A buttons so i can make it easier for me to play games so that's why i like it heck yeah yeah don't get a dual don't don't get a ps5 then (laughs) right it's gonna hurt you yeah that's my biggest problem i love it well that's my biggest problem with the older controllers from playstation is that they're so small this is not small no, this one's way bigger. It conforms your hands. It's, it's nice. about the size of a regular Xbox. It conforms your hands. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, also, I wanted to talk a little bit about that Seagate. Mm. Uh, yes, it is expensive. But here's the thing. They're using that new SSD. That SSD is not cheap. No. This, just this week, PlayStation announced their ssd collection of of um of like the hard drive you can get and how to replace them in a playstation 5 dude if it doesn't come with a heat sink did you see you have to put your own on i was like are you fucking kidding me this ain't no pc bullshit you better have that right you better have that heat sink on there bro right this is exactly hilarious oh yeah yeah they said it needs a heat sink, uh, Tanner, and they said if you don't have one, you need to install it yourself. And then they gave you directions on how to install it, and I was like, bitch, just say a PC, I'm out. 
I'm out. I mean, I'll go play the if, Switch. If, um, Get out of here with that nonsense. I know Corsair. <laughs> Get out of here with that trash. <laughs> I know of Corsair. If you can use their uh, hard drives, they have built on like, heat sinks too. So you shouldn't have to really install anything besides oh. the drive. Well, no, no, no. T-Bird, you don't understand. It, you cannot put an SSD drive. You have to do that M.2 drive. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Corsair's got Corsair's got ones that have built on. Uh, just, just wait, because like next year the PlayStation proprietary one will come out. It'll be like five <laughs> legs and six arms to buy one, and <laughs> yep. you'll get a third job. Cost just as much as a console. And here's the thing with those SSDs: they are really expensive, and they're expensive even on the PC side. Yeah. Because I have I have four terabytes, four terabytes in the PlayStation, which I don't know what it is in Australia, but if you get a four terabyte SSD, it's about a thousand dollars, which is double the price of the console. That's insane. The the memory that the type of my ass is deleting uh, games. I don't know about you. That's <laughs> insane. <laughs> no way. What, what I had an entire. Well, I, I just want to say I had an entire show on the uh, on Tricky's show, and I had explained to them. Oh, I remember. That's the infamous show. I, that is the oh. infamous show, and I had said you need to look at PCs because PCs do everything first, and then everything gets miniaturized to your consoles. And SSDs, that M.2 drive is straight from a console from a pc it is the newest hottest pc thing to have instead of doing an ss drive you do that m.2 drive it looks literally like a stick of ram so literally you're turning the ps5 into a computer so you guys are all complaining you don't want to have to have, deal with a computer and now playstation 5 is like oh hey here you go at least with the xbox all you do is stick it in the slot <laughs> yeah i'm not doing any of that by the way <laughs> Not even sticking it in the slot. <laughs> <laughs> what I was interested in, though, because obviously I'm not going to buy one at that price. And in the back of my mind, I was like, well, they'll come down eventually. But one of the things I haven't tried, and perhaps, Joe, uh, you have, or Daryl, or maybe Tanner, uh, you, maybe not with the PS5 yet. Um, have any of you, you know, because the other option, of course, is just using any sort of storage device, transferring your games to that, and then transferring them back to the system. What sort of, you know, so you can play it on, on the you know SSD thing, what sort of time is it in transferring back? Is it really just quicker or the same time just to re-download the game? Or is it actually not too bad if you're transferring them back and forth like that? Uh so, so with the PS4, it was as long to do as it was to download the game. It was, it, or that at least boil, it, that boils down to the just the type of hard drive it is. With the PS5, I haven't tried it because it downloads the game so fast. Yeah, there's no I've need. Done it. Like so I've done the thing where you like you save the PS5 onto external PS4 like hard drive or external hard drive. So what it does, it does this like quick save, a quick store thing. Uh, mm-hmm. where you can instantly just take it from the hard drive and then put it back on the system. And it takes almost no time at all. So is it yes. worth doing? So like, so if you need, if you like, if you need more space on your actual console and you have space on your external, yeah, to store your PS5 games on your external is not a bad idea because you can get them okay. back relatively quick. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's why they built the feature in because they knew that they, they shot, they, you know, they shot that they shit to bed with the memory that they gave you in the system. That's because they want you to buy. Uh, just do you know, though, with the uh, 
with SSDs and these M.2s, they have a limited life. So they have a set amount of time you can write on them. So once that's done, that's cool. It. That's great for the for the future. It's even more I'll just stick with my regular hard drives, and I'll never. Uh, so you're, you're saying, Tanner, it's probably best that I stop playing five minutes of the game, deleting it, then two days later re-downloading it, playing five minutes, deleting it. Your console's aging way faster than everyone else's. <laughs> it's like his forty, but he looks like he's 120. <laughs> your console will be dead by next week, Levi. That's right. I'm glad it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. If, if, if anyone wants any games, I'll have a game sale next week when my system dies. <laughs> it's funny because uh, you say that, Tanner, because I just put an SSD in my PC mm-hmm. and my brother told me that afterwards. I was like, why the freak did you let me do this? <laughs> I just put a time bomb in here. It's way better, though. Even though it's a ticking time bomb. Yeah, for six months. They're forcing me to upgrade no, now. Well, it'll, be, it'll last longer than that. I just don't download a bunch of stuff and then delete it all and then download it all again. Yeah. I'm not only only one movie a week from that Perfect. site, Daryl. Not a movie every day. <laughs> who's down, Who's downloading movies? Like, First of all, you should be using uh, the private uh, setting on your iPad. Oh, be smart about oh it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Kali taught me that one. <laughs> Private setting on the iPad. <laughs> Good times. That's crazy. All right, so where are we uh, at? I'm who's, still who's talking about what I've been playing. <laughs> I was rudely interrupted. Uh, I blame Phil Spencer. He always injects himself into the so, conversation. So, Daryl, I don't know if you played this this lovely game, but I played it. Did you boot up Transformers Battleground yet? Uh, No, I still so It's pretty dope. So not what you were thinking it was. When you purchased it, because it wasn't what I thought I was getting, because I didn't even look up what kind of game it was, but it's actually a turn-based strategy RPG. What? Yep, it is, and it's dope. Kali, this is a dope game. It's what game is Transformers Battleground? Huh? What's it on? It's on Switch and PS4 and Xbox. I think it'll probably be on. It's probably on Game Pass. Who knows? It's on the Game Cast. But it's pretty. It's so Mel so. It's like trans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, 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 I said I got a game. Man, there's a GameCube and you a Dreamcast. It's on there. No, I got the GameCast. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> I got my harpoon gat. <laughs> Don't be hating. I got my dad's old musket gat. <laughs> this is such a game. <laughs> I come from the streets of Malibu. I can rap about anything. Ready? Chapstick. Uh, chapstick, chapstick. Oh, here, there's a Ford Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my sister-in-law was rapping uh, that the other night. We were over there doing like a VR party. It's B-Rad. It's B-Rad, yo. B-Rad. The name's B-Rad, Dad. All right, Brad. Uh, uh. (laughs) That's why the show takes three hours. Oh... Uh, what else did I play? I played Bug Snacks. I like started it, and I was like, "This game is out of control." It's fun. Oh, Transformers! So that's a turn-based strategy, right? Uh, it's pretty cool. 
So you start off as like Bumblebee and you get these other you get two more Transformers. It's based on like the newest Transformers cartoon, which I thought was pretty cool, which I haven't even checked out yet. Um, but I, I would definitely say if you're if you like strategy RPGs, you should definitely check it out. It's kind of on the cheap side now. Uh, they have it discounted at Game. I think I got it from Gamefly. Yeah, I got it from Gamefly. I think it was like ten bucks. If there are sales still going on, you should definitely give it a try if you like strategy RPGs. It's a pretty dope game, Cly. You should definitely check it out. Corey and I started playing Resident Evil Five on the PS3 because I already beat it on the PS4. So I'm not trying to rebeat games for the backlog beatdown. I'm trying to actually beat shit I actually have to beat. So <laughs> play. <laughs> not trying to. I started. I started thinking about more of the lines from Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh, which one <laughs> did you get? Drink, drink, blink, blink. Yeah. <laughs> Man, want to go to my sink and vomit. <laughs> Sorry. Traffic, traffic. <laughs> Looking for my chapstick. There's a Ford Maverick. <laughs> I can rap about anything. That's about some of my favorite scenes. Alright, here's a beat. Give me the beat. Uh I <laughs> My name's B Red, not Robbie Van Winkle. <laughs> I like my lattes, not fat. Don't forget the sprinkle. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch this as it gets done. <laughs> oh man! Oh, man. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I beat Astro's Playroom. That game is awesome. Game is I so finished good. Call of Duty Ghost and got the ending, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I know. What the freak? They're gonna leave us with that giant. I know. What's up with that? This cliffhanger on all any of the Call of Duty games. Man, they don't. They did a stir because the multiplayer sucks. Sucks. Uh, I played a bunch of crap. I played a lot of stuff this week. Like too much to even talk about. I started playing uh, World Ends with You. Not World Ends with You. Not that game. Uh, No More Heroes One on the Switch. Um, I played it. Back in the day on the Wii, but I also played it on the PS3, which that's a really rare game if you own it on the PS3. It's worth a lot of money. I um, didn't know that. Um, but I don't know if anybody... Has anybody played uh, No More Heroes on here? I've seen videos on it, and I'm a huge Grasshopper fan. So I try to explain it to somebody like, this. you're this guy named Travis Touchdown, and you want to have sex with this girl, but to do it, you got to kill 10 other people. And that's basically the game. That would be me. Yeah. You said that. I said that yeah, I said that in like Driftcast. I was like, because I explained it to Klein. I was like, yeah, that's the best way I can explain the game without trying to spoil any of it. Because um, the third one's coming out next month, and I really want to get it. So, And right now, I'm playing Lego Hobbit, and I'm actually liking it. I like how it's it does more than just your typical Lego game. Like, There's like quick time events. There's other things in there. It's nice. Oh, and I played Dreams. Because I bought Dreams. Because I bought like 30 games this week. Kind of CJ lighted it. (laughs) Could clear out out the store, CJ. But you know what? I bought like like 30 games. So, No, nice. I'm going to give you the hat this week. You win the CJ light memorial hat. Nice. (laughs) No games. (laughs) Bronze. You're the third loser. Second loser. Second loser. You ain't first or last. 
I tell you what, who's right. been watching the Olympics and just hoping to see someone just like head explode from COVID or something down the final straight? <laughs> just <laughs> like, Jesus. I, I always like to see superhuman effort at the Olympics. Like I, I think they should bring all the drugs they want. And I now was... it just adds a new element. <laughs> Be awesome. Phew, yeah, I was. It's like it's like the steroid Olympics. Yeah. I was watching uh, this weird ass sport today, where it's like handball, where they like they they bounce a ball on the floor and then they throw it in a net, but it's not basketball. It's like soccer with your hands. It's baseball. No, it's not because that would be cool. This is this was lame. Yo, Tyler, I hear your mom going out with squeak. Hey, why is that a bad thing, guys? He said, you guys, they totally effed up stuff to make them mess up their shot. Hey, wait, why is me going out with a sister totally messed up? Hey, you're totally a bitch, dude. Yeah, you're a little bitch. Hey, guys, can you stop calling me a bitch? <laughs> yeah, I swear, you guys ripped me 13 or 14 more I'm times. Out I'm out of here. Hey, oh, now you got to go get the ball, bitch. Uh, uh, I haven't seen you guys in school, and you're just like hanging out playing Nintendo. <laughs> what have you been up to? Out, play, play hanging Nintendo. out. <laughs> God, great game, great, great movie, great movie. Uh, but that's all I've been playing. Uh, who are we up to? Is that cool? Lord help us, <laughs> Get us out of here. <laughs> oh, I get, I get to talk now. You, I mean, you could if you were rapping and and telling you know, basketball one liners. Well, I was rapping earlier. Presents? Oh. No. You, uh, no, I you... came into the room and nobody was there, so I literally was rapping. Oh, really? Yeah, you missed it. So, I am hell-bent on finishing my second list. I had, <laughs> Finally. Yeah, I know. Let I was it gonna be go. Like, Let it go. <laughs> I can't. I can't, I can't drop it. I was going to drop Dragon Quest Eleven because the game is no joke on the amount of hours. Because when I first like, thought about playing this game, CJ's like, oh yeah, it's a quick game. You only get, you only take you two weeks. Wow, CJ. Why'd you, why'd you do that to that's messed up, man. Well, it depends how in much you play. In <laughs> like, two weeks in Yeah, minutes. like two weeks, yeah. Not, yeah, if you play two weeks straight. <laughs> well, I've been playing straight. I'm a hundred hours in. Oh, I know you play it straight. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, I'm you enjoying it, yeah? In. Yeah, I'm really I'm enjoying it. I was going to drop it and go to other games hmm. because I do plan on playing. I think I'm going to put Ratchet and Clank on my next list. Great game. Our good friend of the show, Matt, lent it to me, so I'm going to try it. Do you have a PS5? Good, do you? I didn't realize no, I don't have a PS5. No, I was playing the original, the original remake. Oh, oh the original. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Yeah, that one. yeah. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? Since it was like when this happened, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll play this. I'll drop everything and play this one later. But then I was playing during the weekday because I played the Switch while we watched TV, and I'm like, oh, I gotta be close to the game end of the game because I had gotten all like six orbs and then something happens which i'm not going to spoil and i'm like oh i'm not done the game yet and i'm sure cj is what i'm talking about mm, mm, never ends so now i gotta be damn near close i'm trying to get to the mountain to forge the sword <laughs> but that's literally all i've been playing 
so I have a boring, boring week. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Can I ask you? Like, uh, uh, there's a casino in that game early on. I don't, you don't really need to to engage with it but you can if you want to unlock things did you did you play around in there or, or not particularly i did a little bit i played a lot more in the second casino yes yeah yeah with the limits are yeah i spent well, i spent like one day i lost track of time and i spent four hours <laughs> playing three card poker in there <laughs> it was wonderful I didn't find the poker <laughs> oh. i was only playing the slots <laughs> and if you you were, when you have to rescue Jade, which was a whole bizarre storyline as it was, you mm. have to like play that uh, casino game to get enough tokens to get the love potion. Mm. Well, everything else is question mark, question mark, question mark. Now I'm like, these got to be really good prizes. So now I'm playing horrendously to open up the prizes. And it's like the stupidest thing ever. Mm. I'm like, I would never use this. I don't know mm. if you did that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um. And did you did you take the um. Uh, did you take the puff puff? Uh, oh, the pitcher. Yeah, you get a trophy for that. Well, I'm playing on Switch. Oh well, yeah. Mm. Boo. No, so you get nothing. But did you take? I, I didn't know what the puff puff was. And either did I, but apparently it's a it's a long running thing in Dragon's Quest. In every single game from the yeah. first one. Well, this is my first Dragon Quest ever, so she's like, "Follow me," and I'm like, "Okay." And I followed her, and she's like, "Close your eyes," and she's like, "You can open them now." And she points down, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what is this?" And my legs are tied with a string, and she pushes me off a cliff. And as you're bouncing off the clouds, it goes puff 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 puff. And I was I was like, that is the funniest thing ever because i was at work when i did this and it was so japanese so there's different there's a different puff puff joke in all of them so it's always mm. a joke too it's never like serious mm. Ooh, thank you for explaining mm-hmm. that i hope that wasn't a spoiler if it was i'm very sorry nope. but no. yes but i want to go around to do more puff puff so <laughs> it's a great game <laughs> do you puff the magic dragon walker did you, Clyde, did you ever play um, Dragon's Quest Builders or Builders 2? No, I'm not into the building things. Yeah, that's fair enough. I can only play that game with a guide. I just don't like playing like like builder games. I'm not a Minecraft person, but I, I tried to dabble in builders because I love Dragon Quest. And I was like, mm. it's a really cool story, but I just like to get the trophies. You have to do like perfect builds and build them fast. And I'm like, ugh, mm. forget this game. Mm. Mm. I mean, you could play a game just to play a game. Yeah. It's fun in that, Kali. I'm a Sony pony. <laughs> well, you can get Dragon Dragon Quest Builders on Switch, which means that you wouldn't get there wouldn't be any trophies, so you could literally play it to play it. There'd also be no reason to play it. <laughs> the the only thing I'd preface there is you can um I think Dragon's Quest Builders two is on Game Pass anyway, so you could play it there for free. Of course, thanks, Phil. But uh, <laughs> but the if you the first one is not. The second one is much better because the first one, you in a way, you do need a guide actually because it's all timed. You only have so much time to finish each chapter uh, or it fails. And, you know, like th- there's quite a lot of time, like hours. But I- if you don't do things in the right order, you will definitely fail. So the second game is much better. Yeah, that's really what I didn't like about dating. it. Yeah, it's much better. Yeah, I picked it up for my kids, and they didn't care for it. And they're huge Minecraft nerds. Yeah, it's very Japanese so. still. In its, um, it's like a Japanese Minecraft, I suppose. <laughs> mm. 
So you're saying anime and tentacles. Yes. Got it. There is a tentacles and a giant tree. There's always a giant tree. Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of game would it be without a giant tree? So, Daryl, do you want to go? Because I'm pretty sure you said you didn't want to have a three-hour episode, and right now we're working on a three-hour episode. (laughs) Just an hour and 20 minutes in. We can finish while we've been playing it. Oh, dude, this is perfect. This is gold right here. All right, so check it out. I've been playing a couple randoms here and there. I know we had to pour one out uh, this month for my uh, dead Vita memory card. So I had to go get one of my old smaller memory cards, put it in there. And I restarted Final Fantasy X Remaster on my Vita. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a sign sign (laughs) for you not to play that game. If I took every mishap of my life as a sign to not do something, I'd never do anything. I think that's the but, sign, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, here's your sign. No, I didn't. Uh, I started it over. Probably won't ever finish it, but I'm playing it, and I'm, I'm having a good time. Are you using, are you using yeah, only, a guide? Because don't expect to get much of the trophies without a guide. That game's... Uh... No, uh, I'm just playing. I, I don't. I didn't put that in with the intention on trophy hunting. Was... I just haven't played a Final Fantasy game. In a you long time. that one? So. Well, it's, I've had it on my Vita forever and just want to finish it. Uh, so. And, of course, I'm starting it over. I mean, I played it on PlayStation. Or was that a PS2 game? A PS2 game. PS2 game. So I played it on PS2. I just don't think I ever beat that one. A lot of people didn't because so. they couldn't beat Sin. Well, that's kind of where my head's at is I want to, I want to try again. You know, I'm not, like, married to it. I'm not, like... Uh, you know, it's not going to, I'm not going to lose any sleep at night if I don't finish it. That's what I'm getting at. <clears throat> but I started it over. Uh, I played uh, some spam, some trash. You know, we hadn't talked about any spam or any trash yet. So uh, I cleaned up a couple more quick trophy lists. Uh, I'm working on another one of those uh, breakthrough game bowling <laughs> things or whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're so bad. <laughs> like they're laughably what bad. Where's the Bible like, quote at the end of this one? I didn't even see it on this one. That's that was just it was disheartening. So they're so they slipping. gave, they gave up the on their Bible quotes because they were like, "Oh, we got everybody's <laughs> money. Screw the Bible stuff now." Well, I'm playing Bowling Story Two, the Jane version, not the Pammy version yet, and heck? it's just it's the same game as the first one. I think the dialogue changes, but who reads that crash? So. A little bit of Plague Tale Innocence. Really loving this yeah, I wanna, game. I want to play that. I have a download on my console. I haven't started it yet. You got to play it on PS5. You got to play it on PS5. It's only on PS5. Feedback. You only got the PS5 version. I mean, I own it on PS4. Oh, you did? Oh, I didn't know you bought it on PS4. They only... who, who unwraps those games? You know what I'm saying? PS4 games are better kept in the in the wrapper. Yeah, you know, all those points, all those trophies wrapped up, you know. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, I'm uh, playing some more uh, Plague Tale Innocence. I should finish it this weekend, depending on... It's been so insanely hot here in the South. Like, beat you down hot. Uh, my wife and I have talked about not doing anything this weekend. Just kind of hanging out around the house. Yeah, it's supposed to be 100. Jeez. Dude, it was blistering in the shop today. But, uh, so I knocked that out. Um, again, like I said, I knocked out uh, Concept Destruction... I did the PS5 stack, the PS5 version of that one. 
Um, but then, I, you know, kind of jumping over into some other things. I'm cleaning up uh, the last two games on my fifth list. So my son and I have been working on some Lego Batman 3. It's probably one of the worst Lego games, like, as far as, like, just being boring. It's boring, and it's just so open world. It's so annoying. Oh, dude, it's not it's fun. too open. Like, I'm like, why? Who thought this was a great idea? And and it's got so much good DC stuff in it, you know? Like, there's so many cool things in it, but, like, ugh, it is not a fun no. game. It is by far, out of all the Lego games I've played, this is the least fun. I think fun. Villains is a way better game. Um, See, I've never played that one, but I wanted to play beat this one first, but I don't know. I don't know that I'll make it through it. And then I'm chipping away at Ultimate Alliance 2, um, just the PS4 version. That's one of the other games nice. on the list. It's a great game. It really is. It's a great game. I, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, I think going back and revisiting these games, because I played a little bit of Ultimate Alliance 1 recently too, just kind of dabbling in it. And Ultimate Alliance 2 is just one of my favorite of those style you know all those x-men legends and things like that story is really good in that one honestly uh, it really is i mean i love the civil war story throughout the actual comic line um but like it's it's a good condensed version of it for the game so i enjoyed that i went back and played a little bit of more uh of cold war the call of duty cold war there will be uh for all the patrons if you do uh, the five dollar tier that unlocks the deep dive and the Super Loot Bros, there will be a Call of Duty Cold War campaign deep dive. And then whereas a Call of Duty deep dive might not sound all that enticing, this is a really, really good story um, with a lot of layers to it. And so that's all I'll say on here. But I went back and kind of played some of the uh, branching path stuff, kind of picked some of the different decisions and to kind of see what happens and what unlocks and how different yeah. it is. And it's, I heard it's there's really a good. lot of different branches and it makes you replay the game. It's, it make, it gives the game the story a lot of replay value from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's four different oh, endings awesome. and there's You're going to make you buy this game tonight. I'm so mad, mad at you right now. Dude, it's 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 on sale right now. It's on sale the 18th. I got time. <laughs> yep, you do. <laughs> you have time to listen to the deep dive and have it talk you into it. Why would I listen to the deep dive but, before I buy it? I mean, why not? YOLO and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the only other game I've been dabbling in, and I don't want to say too much about it yet because I haven't played it a ton, um, but I wanted to bring it up. It's a game called Night Cry. It is a PlayStation Vita game made by the guys who made uh, the Fatal Frame series. So it's very Japanese. It's uh, survival horror with you know fixed camera angle kind of things. It is janky as all mess on the Vita. Um, it is it's pretty interesting so far. Um, so it's going to be one of those. I don't know how many guys. How many guys, have you all ever played Fatal Frame? I like the 3DS one a lot, but I played I played both okay. two ones that came here. <clears throat> So I haven't played far enough in it to to kind of see too much of what the combat is going to be like. How much of it is just looking and taking pictures? I just of got things. a trophy. Exactly. Make you lose control. Oh wow! But the thing is, is the the atmosphere and just the overall look and feel of the game is very Fatal Frame. 
So uh, that was one of the games that I kind of panic bought when they first announced they were closing the PlayStation Vita store. And it's one I've been sitting on forever, but it was like $25 or $29 American. And I was just like, ah, I don't know that I want to play that for, excuse me, pay that for this game. But we are far past the world where they do sales for Vita. And so when they were like, yeah, we're going to close down the store. I'm like, oh, there's no other way to play it. I'm pulling the trigger. So I bought it and I just been, I, I started it this week. So I haven't, like I said, I don't have an, enough of it to really have an opinion other than it is janky. There is some popping and some disappearing of elements and uh, I don't know, but it's got a very, very strong PS2 flair to it. So uh, speaking of PS2, since everyone is subtly flexing all of their pickups and all their store buys, I got myself a PS2 this week. It is a modded PS2. Um, and I w- it's funny because, uh, and I said this in the Discord and in the Facebook group, that I would mention kind of the story of this particular PS2. Back in the day when me and my buddies used to mod our consoles, we used to mod our Xboxes, mod our PS2s, and then go, we had the Blockbuster Flip It Pass. And we'd go rent a bunch of games from Blockbuster. And like you could do like a one pass, one game at a time or two games at a time, similar to how Gamefly does it. But you could go and get them and you could swap them out as many times as you wanted for one fee for the entire month. So what we did was we all had modded Xboxes and then I had a modded PS2. And we'd go rent a bunch of games, we'd go back to my buddy's house, we'd put all the discs in, install them all to our consoles, take them back to Blockbuster, swap out for more games. We did that every weekend. We got to where we were pretty good buddies with the guys that ran that store. So they would put the new releases aside for us and let us know when things came in. And uh, we, we had, because our consoles were modded, we would use this uh, this um, website called XP Connect to play online with the Xboxes. So you could do like modded maps and things like that. So like you would play like Beaver Creek from like Halo 2, but it would be skinned in like the Matrix. So you're just seeing code everywhere and like super cool stuff like that. But I was the only one in my group that had a modded PS2. And essentially what you did was you got the, um, you guys remember the uh, the network adapter that would bolt onto the back of it? Mm-hmm. So you remember when um, Final Fantasy XI came out and you had to have that network adapter to play it online with everybody? Mm-hmm. Well, you could plug in a hard drive to the inside of where that adapter bolts on and you could order a boot disk offline and essentially what it would do is it would flash your hard drive so you could then put in the boot disk hit an install option it ejects the disk you put on your 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 game it'll download the game to the console and then you use the boot disk to load your 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 stuff up to play through your games so my ps2 was the one of the only things to survive my house fire when my house burnt down. So um, we're getting ready for work, me and my buddy, and we had like all of our consoles and stuff in there. And I get, I, I'm sure I've told this story on the, on the show before, but I, I was getting ready for work. Uh, he says, hey, do you smell that? Something's burning. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to smell your fart because I just assumed that's what he was trying to set me up for. And then he go, he opens my door and then the whole house is just filled with smoke. My house was on fire. So we run outside, see that the house is on fire, the neighbor's house is on fire, the yards are on fire, everything. So like, you know, any intelligent human being does, we run back in the house that's on fire 
and we save all the game consoles. <laughs> Kid you not. Kid you not. We run in. We run inside. So my, this is me, my buddy Mike, and my brother. So, yeah. Yes. Stop <laughs> dropping save your consoles. So, yes. So we go in there, right? And now we start. What, what do we grab? What do we grab? I don't know. Can't hardly see anything. So I grab the PS2. No controllers. No discs. No connections. Grab the OG Xbox. Grab the GameCube. Everything. Uh, my buddy Mike's got the Xbox in his hand. He runs and Spartan kicks a door down, like my brother's door mm-hmm. to his room. Kicks the door like off the hinges. He's screaming at the top of his lungs, what do I grab? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, get the consoles. <laughs> we don't grab any clothes. My brother doesn't even have on shoot, right? But save the Xbox. Save the Xbox, the PlayStation, and the GameCube. Throw them all in the vehicle. We'd get the vehicles away from the house because by that time the yard was on fire. And like, okay, so check it out. So, like, it was obviously fall time because there were leaves all down. And so the fire had spread. Look at both houses. The woods are on fire behind our house. And then all the leaves in the yard. And the leaves had kind of built up along the line of the fence. And my brother's car was parked at the fence. So his front bumper has now has fire underneath it, right? So it's like melting his bumper. So we're like, oh, crap, these cars are going to explode because that's what they do in movies. So we're like, this is crazy. We got to get the cars away from here. So we back up all the cars that weren't on fire, turn on a hose, and we're kind of fighting the fire off the other off my brother's vehicle. Anyways, long story short, so that we saved it, right? So we, we go to Walmart. <laughs> we, get, we buy connections and controllers for the PlayStation, the Xbox, and everything. We don't have no money. We don't have no games. We don't have no nothing. So we mod all our consoles. So my PS2 has survived a house fire. It is modded, has a ton of games on the hard drive. Fast forward a couple years, and one of my buddies really wanted it. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'll trade you a set of subwoofers and an amp for your PS2. I'm like, sure. Fifteen years later, he walks into my office at work. He was like, hey, man, <laughs> we're moving, and I found this. And he sets my PS2 on my desk. He's like, here, you can have it. So this PS2 that has now survived a house fire has a 15, 17-year-old hard drive in it filled with PlayStation 2 games. Is now back in my possession. (laughs) Pretty stoked. That's wonderful. (laughs) You guys are all buying all this trash on the stores. I'm over here. With legendary consoles with great, amazing skull skins on them. <laughs> it does look very cool. I'll give you that. <laughs> it does look something. It looks like a product of the early 2000s. <laughs> it looks like. So, but, anyways, yep, that's it. It came back to me, you know, as a wise man once said if you love something, rescue it from a house fire. <laughs> and then if it comes back to you, it's meant to be. So. Yeah. That's the same. <laughs> you guys ready to go? We're 35 minutes in with the leaderboards. <laughs> it's a world record. I feel like every week it gets longer and longer. It's worse. 
It, it just shows you there, doesn't it? Like I was listening to something the other day or someone and, oh, it's on Discord. That's right. Just whinging as usual. It's a wonderful platform, much like Twitter and full of whinges. And, um, and it was like, there's nothing to play. There's no games coming out. And I mean, we've talked for an hour and a half, like some, you know, other stuff as well, but predominantly games that you can be playing at the moment. There's so much. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's this is, and I've said this before, and I, I'm starting to repeat myself too many times. But that's the, to me, that's the best part of the show. It's what we, what we're all playing. Everyone has different interests. We're playing stuff from different timelines. You know, what I'm saying different eras of gaming. You know, we've got a very diverse panel of interest on here. You know, and some of us are braver than others. Trophy. Realistically, I mean, like. Oh, would you guys go into a house fire and rescue your Xbox? I don't think uh, you would. Yeah. I definitely my PS5, my PS5 and Switch are definitely getting saved in the fire. <laughs> I got Burn. 250 hours of Hyrule Warriors on here. I'm saving that shit. Oh, oh, Bill Gates is in the corner. The house is on fire. He's over there pissing on a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Let it all burn. <laughs> Uh, all right, so here we go. <laughs> you guys ready for some some true trophies and true achievements? <laughs> all right, so true trophies, as per usual, affectations donk, 424 trophies. Oh, good God. Second place, Resident Daryl with 78 trophies. Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> third place. Oh, tied for third. We got Gaz Davis with 42 and Mr. TMNT84 with 42. Very nice, boys. Very nice. And then if you head on over to the true achievements, you guys want to take any bets on who's in first place? Uh, that Sony Pony to you? No. Yeah, how, how much longer until you till you change your uh <laughs> until you change your name? Oh, I like that name. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like it. The, the further I get I'm up the leaderboards, biased. too, the more it's going to piss. I know we had like you know the last week or two weeks ago we had you know anti achievements or whatever else, but fuck it, you know I enjoy my achievements and trophies out and proud. That's how you've got to be in the twenty first century. <laughs> and uh, and I just like I had I was on um I was <laughs> Discord thing the other day and I was trying to find out some information about a game or something else. I, I couldn't figure out how the store worked on PC to because you got the PC stacks or something. And I posted, I, I'd, like, I'd lock myself out of the account because it somehow I'd put child settings on or something. It's a strange thing for the way I play child settings. But uh, and I had, I had to take a photo of it and I put it on the Discord and it's like, does anyone know how to fix this? And they were very helpful and they told me what I, to do or whatever else. And then somewhere down the bottom said, did no one notice this guy's called Sony Pony to you? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should... <laughs> I think you should change your. If they let you, you should make it like something like uh, PS, or you should change your PlayStation one to "I own an Xbox." Why am I playing this garbage? <laughs> I'm just, just waiting till I get like get so angry because you're so far up the leaderboards with with your Xbox I, handle. I'm just waiting till I get copyright struck by Sony. It'll be the first time they've ever dealt with me. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well. TrueAchievements.com, Loot Bros Podcast, Custom Leaderboard, First Place, Cool Kid Joe, 9,810 oh, Finally, points. Cool Kid Joe back up in the in the top spot. He's been there for There he is. And then second place, Sony Pony to you with 4,630. Third place, I'm styling on you, bro, with 1,475. Very nice. And then fourth place, GDI Master Ace with 1,385. 
I'm going to go a little farther this week. Fifth place, we got Mr. Levi Parzival. 25-28 with 330 achievement points. Homeboy got some cheese. He must have played a masterpiece. He did. He played for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I, I love Levi. I a shirt for him and when I put it on our store not. <laughs> that just says, I played this for 15 minutes. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, dude, we can. That's all right. The Loot Bros merch store is the next thing to go up. So now we've got the Patreon settled. Blue Bros merch store is happening. I played a masterpiece. I'd buy that shit. <laughs> with the picture of Levi's head on. No, I played for 15 <laughs> minutes and it's a master masterpiece. Spelled exactly like that phonetically. Master. Um, so then and in sixth place, Dump Liquor. My boy. 300 cheap points. So a special shout out to Dump Liquor. He has actually been battling COVID. He's he's been really Jeez. sick. And from what I understand, it actually has been whipping his behind. Like he's 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 had a rough time with it. So uh, the fact that he's actually up and playing some Xbox and getting some achievement points is a sign that he is doing better. So Good news. Uh, I don't know if you're going to listen to this one there, Dump Licker, but we wish you the best. Dump Licker's taking some dumps. Dude, dude. <laughs> COVID was licking him. Goliath, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you want to hit us with the backlog beatdown? Yeah, which, by the way, I'm going to apologize to Joe because Joe had put up his sixth list, and for the life of me, I did not see you know okay. his fifth list okay. done. Joe, like Joe, I kid you not, I could not find this list. Okay. I had to search for you in the loop bros to find it. I That's like, how oh, I find myself oh. to make sure that like to like figure out what my last one was so I can actually beat the games because sometimes it takes me so long to complete them, I forget what they even are, and then I'm like, oh, you just search your name, and it's an easy way to get it done. So. Yeah, or, you know, you have access to the actual sheet. You could update the sheet. I mean, and, you know, you I, could... I, I could also, like, you know, you know, do a lot of things, Clive. Oh, no oh. married couple fighting on the show, please. Oh, here we go. Oh. Get a room already. Oh. All right, well, let's bring Daryl into this, because Daryl was like, oh, we're going to do the backlog beatdown, and, and we shouldn't leave Collide to do all of the uh, all of the updating. <laughs> Hey, I've updated every time I updated it. You said I didn't do it right. There's one way to update. No, there's not. So funny story about the back end. This is a back end story for everybody. Oh, <laughs> when we put your name and when we create those lists, what we're supposed to do is what it's set up to do is to go down to the, like we at the last person we put in, we put the next person in. It's just sequential. Oh, you like going down, last you? one. Daryl, the only way you could figure out, it took us a while to figure this out. Daryl would click on the person's name and then add them to the list instead of doing it, just selecting everybody. So, like, if he added his name, he would just, you know, select his name, see his stuff, and add himself and his next set of games. However, because of the way that Google Google Sheets was handling it, it was truncating, and you were putting it into uh, the cells that didn't have any of the equations attached to them. So I put in somebody's name five different times one night, and I'm like, CJ, I cannot find this guy's name. And then we realized what was happening. Jim had to go back and and copy paste and delete the entire half the the back end, Daryl. 
All right, so you know what? I take everything I said back. We should let Kali be the one to handle this because she's the only one mature enough <laughs> to do it right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Ponder Simmons still at 39. Tricky's at 32. Gareth, Gareth Davis and Joseph is at 24 because Joe just updated his latest list. Nice. Daryl's at 21. Jared's at 18. Jared's been making a good call there. Run. Matthew Mulladane is at 15. He's on a streak. I'm at 9. CJ's at 8, which is pretty good since you dug yourself out of that hole, mm. along with Matt spelled backwards. Homer gets stuff is at 7. Spider Pax is at 6. James Hamblin is at 5. Know the Builders at 4. T Bird. T Bird, man, you got to kind of get back into this thing here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Levi's at two, Williams at two, Zoe Butterfly's at two, Just Let Me Bang Bro is one, uh, Cray's at one, uh, Young Young UKCM is at one, Zachary Ledford is at one, I'm styling ya bro, John Michael Smart and JT are at zero. I have a feeling though he's going to dump a lot. JT's probably Yeah, JT's stacking. I feel it coming. And I do too. <laughs> Mark Lucia forgot that he was in the contest. He's at zero. Sid's at zero. Nerd. And Zach, we still don't have a new list from. Still don't have Zach's list. Can someone uh, like donate to force Zach to make a list? <laughs> <laughs> Patreon exclusive. <laughs> yeah. oh, we just make his list. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Oh, and he has to beat a- it in a year. A whole list. Oh, please there make that a tier. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's here that you can no, donate I'll, towards it unlocks. A, you give us if you give us one dollar, we'll do it. Wait, I have a question. $1. Does he listen to the show? Screw uh, it. If you guys can get it to a hundred dollars Patreon, then we'll make Zach make his own list to beat it. That's the Patreon after dark tier. <laughs> well, what would happen if we just kind of negative him out and then created a whole new list and don't tell him? And wait till he says, I don't remember what I've put on the list, and then just read the new list for him and see if he go. would notice. That's a great idea. <laughs> I think I think the fact make it all like thousand hour I think the fact that he hasn't right. been able to complete his own list just shows that he would definitely complete a list someone else made for him. <laughs> <laughs> what better way to secure this happening? <laughs> I like it. Yep, sometimes when you suck, you suck. Awesome. All right. T-Bird, are you ready to read good? Uh, sure. Wait, oh, I, have, so- I have a... Uh, oh, damn it. I was really hoping nobody <laughs> saw the MZ question. <laughs> <laughs> you do realize we're not getting to the topic of the show, right? Oh, yeah, we sure we are. We got plenty of time. Okay, because there's... I don't know if you're going to pick up the last question that just got posted to our Facebook. Oh, oh no, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> okay. Wait. Why not? That's a great question. Jared dropped a he dropped a big one, so we're we're not doing that. Uh, save it till next week. Is that what you're saying? That's yeah. Right. Wow. All right. We got. I'm styling on you, bro. Is it annoying that Mystic snipe you lot to a PS Now V Game Pass breakdown? Now, I am assuming this is 
someone has jumped on our PS Now versus Game Pass thing since we announced that we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Mystic. I don't know who Mystic is. Know. That was exactly. Yeah, I, I, I thought you guys might know what this was. Bromies. No, sorry. Well, I, I assumed it was like a YouTuber or something because we said when we had Corey on, Corey was talking about his world record he's going for that this week that we were going to do the Game Pass PS Now breakdown. But because the Patreon, all the ducks got you know in a row for the Patreon. So we went live with it. I was like, well, no, we'll push that back. Let's talk about the Patreon this week. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's gearing up to do his, his uh his world record, mm-hmm. so we probably can't do that PS Now versus Game Pass for another couple of weeks till his world record's done. So right. that one's just kind of pushed back in limbo. And I'm assuming Mystic is some sort of YouTuber or someone, and they're just kind of beat us to the punch, breaking down, I guess, value based on the mm-hmm. the games available. I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure. So the so. answer to the question, it's not really annoying, anyways, because we didn't know about it. I congratulate the mystic for his in-depth. There you go. I hope it's in-depth. It's probably, it's probably like most YouTubers that trophy hunters watch. It's probably a 30 second video or something, you know, with a, yeah. with a million likes, but of course it has a retention rate of three seconds because no one watches beyond the fact that, Oh, there's no missable trophies in this. So like, it takes five minutes. That's, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, okay. So, so basically we do YouTube the same. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Tell you what, if you last five seconds, you're doing well these days. So speaking of YouTube, the past two nights, um, I've been watching the Jurassic Park movies again with my kids. Did you see the trailer for the new one? Did you see the Did you see the the one second or like it's like thirty five second teaser? No, uh -uh. oh, we just amazing. uh, Did you watch the uh, movies uh, that made us episode on Netflix yet? They came out no. yesterday. Yeah, they did a uh, season two of movies that uh, the movies that made us. Yeah. Nope. I just uh, my my kids like Jurassic Park, so we started watching them again in reverse order. And uh, while we were watching them, I had YouTube brought up on my phone, and then the PlayStation Store, my Vita, and I started at the top of just what whatever it said was out, and I went down the line, and anything I, that I didn't recognize, I put it in YouTube. Kind of checked out the game, looked at the trophy guides, and I must have bought a half dozen to probably a dozen games on my Vita. Don't even know what I bought. I just was buying stuff. No, I might play that one day. That's how it works. So, yeah. Buy it before Sony takes it away. We got Matt. That's right. Go ahead, T-Brick. Next, we got Matt G. What's your favorite collectible in your gaming arsenal? I need up choosing between my Dreamcast. I can play burned game CDs without mod, without any modding, nice. and the life size Retro Lancer from Gears of War mounted Oof. under my TV. Mm, nice. That's dope. Zach's got two of those. Those things are I awesome. One. I do too, but I don't want to pay for it. I'm I'll steal it. I'll steal Zach's. So, uh, who wants to go first on this one? Because I want to go last. Yeah, I just have a short, a really quick one. My favorite is I don't really collect things like uh, being a digital game, mainly digital gamer, I suppose that's why. Um, I don't collect games themselves or figurines or whatever, except for I fell down the hole of Lego Dimensions. And I ended up getting, 
I didn't get all of the, I think I'm missing one pack or something, but I ended up with all the characters, which was pretty cool, I thought. So especially because I know in America they were everywhere, but in Australia they didn't last very long, which is not not surprising. And then um, the one that was the trickiest was the suit, if anyone's into it, which I'm sure they're not, no one's nerding out like me, uh, the Superwoman one, because in Australia you could only get that, it was like a special one in the actual base game. So you had to buy get the special base game and they only said that out right at the end um here but i know in america they're like everywhere i think or probably still are so um but yeah that's cool i like that if is it, so that's what you're looking for i oh, know i got that one? one yeah yeah i think it was a cart pack or whatever i'm, I'm not sure uh, but i'd have to check but i got i got all the characters which is all that i was interested in um, gotcha yeah. well we, we went down that rabbit hole we did skylanders, yeah, skylanders for cool. like every edition of skylanders all the way to the end mm. Like the, the 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 resale value on those is so depressing oh, because I spent hundreds of dollars on Skylanders, and we had a um, we had like a store. It was a it was a it was a record store, but they had collectibles and they had posters and you know game memorabilia whatever. And right before they went out of business, they had like ninety percent off all their Skylanders. Mm-hmm. So my brother and I went in there and we bought everything they had. And one of the things that they had was they had book bags, like like for like kids' book bags, filled with boxes of Skylanders yeah. for like 15 bucks. Yeah. So we went in there and we filled a trunk, like the trunk of one of our vehicles filled with Skylanders, the book bags, everything. And so essentially what I did for two years was I gave out Skylanders for Christmas, for all the nieces, nephews, and everything, the, the box sets of them. And then there's a group of people locally that, like, they buy out, like, the Walmart and Target and um, department store, like, clearances and, like, returns. They buy out these giant bins, and they bring truckloads of these bins out to the flea market. And they'll have, like, like on Saturday, everything's five bucks. On Sunday, everything's a dollar or two. And they'll have tablefuls of this stuff. So I was picking up boxes of Skylanders, Disney Infinity, Lego Dimensions, everything. Anywhere from $5 to $1 a pack, depending on the day. And we went down that hard down that rabbit hole. Um, but, you know, I didn't I didn't get a complete Lego Dimension set. And now I probably don't even have it, like two or three left in the house. Mm-hmm. But Skylanders, we went, we went hard on. It, it's so funny because I like I have no interest in selling them or I have no idea what they're worth. They're probably worth nothing, as you say, um, but they're just cool to have or whatever. And like you know, I like I was always taught you should work hard, you should work very hard, but you should also shop hard as well. It's important to do both yeah. equally. So, so I when they came out, I may have like gone on a binge of them or whatever. And I was the the the, the funnest thing is setting them up, of course, not actually using them for their purpose. Absolutely. And uh, so I used to leave them on the floor. And I had a I have a friend. So this was about five years, maybe longer, five years or so, uh, had a friend, it was a bit of a sad story, we won't get into it, uh, whose father died very suddenly and he left behind two young children and we were really good friends and I'll, I'll never forget him telling me, uh, you know, back back in the day about the Lego and he's fucking Lego because the kids, you know, you'd go out drinking one night or whatever at the pub and he'd get home and they'd leave the fucking Lego on the floor and he'd stand on it. It's yep. like, Fuck, fucking thing. And anyway, so I thought it was such a lovely thing in his image. So that's why I only collect the, the things because I donated half 
car or gave them half the, the cars and the game. So they have that or something. But I, every time I think of it, because, you know, I, uh, of the Lego, I think of him and I think of that. And as you, someone said, yes, so obviously it does really happen. But um, you just walk in and there's Lego on the floor and you, at night and you stand on it. It's very painful, I'm told. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, my kids went through a Lego phase and, man, they wore my feet out. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can see it happening, yeah. So, Kalai, what would be one of your uh, most prized collectibles? My PC. That's not a collectible. That is a burden on your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do love my PC uh, because I say it's a collectible because this PC was built not only to my specifications, but the look I wanted. My PC has RGB all over it, so I can change the color of the PC, what it looks like. It glows all different colors. But I specifically wanted this case. It's an Aurora's case. I absolutely had to have this case. No ifs, ands, or buts. Matt, who asked the question, put the machine together for me. He built my machine. I bought the parts. He built it for me. I kid you not, the GPU we bought did not fit in this case. My husband had to buy a second GPU, and we had to send the other one back. And all the while, he is cursing up a storm. He's like, you need a bigger case. I was like, no, I do not want a bigger case. I want this case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I said poor, it's a collectible. Poor Jim. Mm-hmm. That, that poor guy. Jim, it was Matt who had to put it together. Well, he's a glutton for punishment, obviously, if he's putting PCs together. But uh, poor Jim, he just gets put through the ringer. We need to have a support line where people can write in and just tell Jim how much they appreciate him. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, T-Bird? I know you got some good stuff. I'm walking around. What you got? Waifu pillows. You got some husbando blankets. Underwear. <laughs> Spidey <I wish>. whiteies. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say my Borderlands Two special edition. I've randomly found. Oh wow, that's cool. I wanted to buy it when it came out years ago, and I was broke back then, so I couldn't afford it. <laughs> Those are the best buys. The best buys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a lot of stuff. It's still, they're just in boxes right now. What about you, Joe? Oh, I hate collector's editions of things. I, so, <laughs> so, I'm trying to think of like one thing that stands out in my collection that I really love. Um, if it has to be like collectible outside of just the game itself, I don't know. How about your large collection of PS4 games? I mean, I love them, but like, if I mean, if if I just talk about like games that are, are like prized possessions to me, my original copy of Disgaea is pretty special to me because I've had it for like ever since I bought my original copy. I have, I have like, I have copies of the Fire Emblem games for GameCube, uh, for GameCube, and for the Wii, which are really prized possessions of mine because they're really hard to get and they're really fucking expensive. Um. All my busted ass Joy Cons, yeah, those are prize possessions. Fucking <laughs> I got a drawer of those. <laughs> you know what? If I bought an Xbox Series or Elite controller, I could buy like what, like six, three pairs of Joy Cons. 
They'd all have to drift and die. But you'd, but you'd have one good controller that never dies on you. Too bad I can't use it on the Switch yet. Yeah. So I've got two, and I'm going to talk about them both just because they kind of go hand in hand. Um, I told you guys the story about my house burning down earlier, and that kind of ties into this because when my house burned down, I lost a tremendous amount of awesome collectible stuff in gaming. And one of which was my GameStop exclusive Steelbook edition of Resident Evil 4 on um, GameCube. Mm. Uh, and there's only 24,000 or 25,000 of these particular Steelbooks. And I, my wife bought it for me. We were dating at the time. She was in college. And she uh, she pre-ordered it for me and bought it. And it was I just one of, the, one of my favorite things that I owned. And when my house burned down, we were kind of cleaning through the rubble and everything. And I found the case just all kinds of just melted and deformed and tore up. I was like, well, now there's only 24,999 of them left, you know. And uh, that was one of the things that I waited and waited and waited. And it took me years to finally find one that was decent. I had ordered one off Amazon before for an absorbent amount of money. And it never got shipped to me. Then I had to go back and forth with Amazon to get my, get a refund, uh, ordered one off of eBay and it got lost in the mail. Like it was just this thing where I kept trying to replace this piece over the years and I just kept running into issues uh, or every version of it that I found for sale online was just total trash. Just like look like crap. So one day my wife and I are sitting at dinner and you know, she's like, we were just kind of making small talk and I had saw it pop up on eBay. I had a notification. I was like, Ooh, this, this one available. And she was like, you know, buy it now. So I, I have uh, in my possession right now, a steel book edition of Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube. And likewise, I have, I had the GameCube um, chainsaw controller for Resident Evil 4. But that burned up in my house. So a couple years back, uh, a guy who listened to the show and worked at a local GameStop heard me talking about it and then sold me his PlayStation 2 Special Edition Chainsaw Controller for 40 bucks. So it was cool. So I have, I have the Resident Evil Chainsaw Controller and then the Steelbook for Resident Evil 4. So... Super, super stoked to have those in my possession. Can I ask, because you've mentioned this three times tonight now about the house burning down, how is the best way to over-insure your house, like you've done here, obviously, to get maximum return to buy an even better house? Would you like to educate me? I'm interested <laughs> in starting again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Funny story. Um we did not, my, my, we found out after everything burned down that my dad quit paying the oh, uh, insurance premium. So we lost, when we, I say we lost everything, we lost everything. Uh, okay. So it's not an insurance yeah. job. So um, well, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. So any insurance is better than what we had. And so it's funny because I haven't talked about, like, I don't really talk about my house burning down. Like, and then all of a sudden today, there were just several things that, like, uh, that reminded me of it. Um, this week, especially getting that PS2 back was kind of one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah, I like once I got it, I was like, I remember the, the you know the whole story behind it. And then my kids had we were riding back from karate today, and they had asked me a question about my house burned down. I'm like, 
have never talked about this with them before. So uh, Dude, that was wonderfully that you just saved the PlayStation and all the other stuff. Oh, <laughs> I didn't tell. I didn't oh, know. how do you not tell them that? Like, how do you not t- like? How do you not set them up for the fact that if a fire happened now, they'd be goners, and the systems would be the only thing that would survive. <laughs> no, I, I, that, that's not exactly. Uh, that's okay. If you listen to the show, sure, take my advice. Run back into your house, get your burning consoles. Uh, I'm not going to teach my kids to do that, but if you're grown and you want to go in there and, and save your stuff, do your thing, man. Yeah, I think your son's going to go run in a blazing house to save his $500. I think so, too. His life savings are in that <laughs> junk piece of machinery. He's got he's to get some out of that. Jesus. <laughs> this guy here. What's, what's funny Sony is... Sony Slender will not be accepted on this show. I know, right? He's pushing it. <laughs> But uh, nah, nah, it's uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't raise my kids on those principles, but yeah, if you're listening to the show and you want to run into a burning building for a PS2, go right ahead. <laughs> I reckon you should, I reckon tomorrow morning when your son wakes up, you should look him dead in the eye and go, every time you delete a game off the PS5, it's one step closer to death, and then just walk out of the room <laughs> and he'll be sitting there, his life saves all his shit. <laughs> Dude, what's crazy is that that really puts a uh, that puts a, a time clock on that uh, digital console. It really does. Sure. I'm going to have to go and buy a second Xbox now. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> Which I mean, I guess not that it really matters, digital or not, because they always install it to your hard drive, anyways. So. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Well, don't worry. It's like a PS. It's like a PC, anyways. You'll just be able to replace the hard drive. Yeah. 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 With heat sinks and crazy. No, I don't uh, look, we're all going to die someday. It's just a question of whether it's the SSD or us first. <laughs> <laughs> now, we got any more questions, T-Bird? Yeah, yeah. We got Jared. <clears throat> has CJ stepped outside his home and seen any other living Australians this week? Or is he hiding in a street house like Clementine, trying to talk to his pony friends over walkie-talkie, but only finding mindless Xbox zombies? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's funny. It's funny because we live, um, we're about 20 Ks or so from where the hotspot is or whatever, which, you know, in in America, like 20 Ks would be like 100 million people live in that space uh, or something. But in in Australia, it's not not quite like that or or whatever else. But so we're very much, um, we're very much removed from it or whatever. So we can still like you can still sort of go out, although they're starting to clamp down. But it's so it's so weird to say anything about it because the numbers are so. I think we we'll get about two hundred a day now, um, over two two thousand or whatever else. And of course, the Delta variant, which you know is, is uh, everyone's enjoying around the world. I understand, but so the numbers are nothing compared to America. But the issue in this country, without going into it, is the fact that we have like a four percent vaccination rate. Uh, and not much vaccine, unfortunately. So that's more the issue is that I think what could happen as opposed to even though it's not great now or whatever. So it's funny, but the funny thing, you know, not to detract on that point is the other lockdown we had a year ago, I worked very hard or whatever. So this time I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, you know, work hard three days and enjoy the other four days. Because it is it is like a, well, you, you know, you're so, you never got the time, Daryl, and, and to, unless when you got COVID, you did, I suppose. But it is right. like, it's amazing how much time you save working from home. But on the on the flip side, I will say like the three days I work, it's all online. And I have a lot of respect for anyone that works on a computer all day and then comes home in games because I can't, like I'm totally fried. And if I played, if I, I don't use a computer usually at all, 
during the day normally uh, much. So I have a lot of respect for anyone that can do both because it's it's very tiring. Who would have thought sitting in front of a screen and working all day? <laughs> That's what I do. I use the screen all day. In the middle of the day, I play my Switch. Then I come home and play more Switch while watching TV. Yeah, it's, you're, you're like an endurance athlete. They should have you in the Olympics, just people staring at screens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's like a Dark Olympics Souls fan. He just likes to be yeah. punished. But no, it is. It's it's tiring or whatever. But yeah, I don't. I like. I don't know. We'll we will see what happens. <laughs> if we're lucky, it'll clean out all the ponies. <laughs> have, have you noticed how Have you noticed how sensitive they are? I don't think they'd. Uh, I don't think they'd last long if this got into them. <laughs> I think the uh, sensitive sensitive of the uh, nature of the ponies is all a facade, you know. Because we're sitting back, like enjoying our. 10 million PlayStation 5s sold into the wild, you know, just hanging out with our actual true exclusive game. Mm, I tell you who's getting a little bit fiery, which I'm enjoying seeing in the Facebook, is, uh, now I don't know his name because I've forgotten, but the, the developer dude who makes all those... Um, uh, Jeff Hanna. Yes, he's getting a little bit... A little shirty at the old uh, Sony ponies, which is wonderful to see. And you know, being a being a, <laughs> an, a, a game maker, he's probably just ring up Phil every now and then and go, you know, these fuckers on the, the pony box—they're really getting—they're really <laughs> getting to me. Can I can I get around to you and Bills and I'll piss on one of them? Be lovely. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I don't want to tell Jeff how to do his job, but I'm still waiting for the next game road game, Jeff. Come on. Like all I'm saying is the rebar in the next Saints Row better be good. Are we, right. are we done questions? Yeah. Uh, we're not. We got MZ. Oh, oh my bad. Damn right. it. <laughs> yeah. It says, okay, I'll win this week. What is the best wrestling game? Oh. oh. All right. Topic of the show. All right. There we go. <laughs> no, no, no. Daryl said we still had time for topic of the show. Not anymore. You want to make. Dude. Okay. So. Best of all time, WWE or WWF. Yep. No mercy on Nintendo. Yeah, there's, no, there's no, there's no debate. I, second place. There's nothing even. Uh, I would say second place would be like WWE 2K, like 14 or 19. I really like those games a lot. I think they or Royal Rumble on the Super Nintendo is really, really good. So SmackDown versus Raw 2007 yeah. is great, and SmackDown versus Raw 2011 is great for two different reasons. But so the problem was this, right? So you had like the old school Nintendo 64 wrestling games were, you know, wow, wow. You had like very simple mechanics and yet very responsive reversals. Okay. And then as the games progressed and got more into the simulator space and less of the arcade nature, they started to make changes that made playing the game just less fun realistically. Uh, 2007 was a SmackDown versus Raw 2007 was really good because they really introduced the Hell in a Cell and you could get like on top of the cell. And the beauty was there was no imaginary barriers, right? There was no lines that like you could run into an imaginary wall. Like you got on the friggin' cell and you could you can run, run off, off you can push people off. Yeah, it was, they did a really good job with that. I like DDT. I like DDTing yes. people through the roof. <laughs> yes, or or, or DDT and them on the side and they bounce off, you know, like it was just friggin' awesome. Um, you know, actually going back to the PlayStation one days, the WWF attitude. Oh, that game is trash. 
Well, yeah, but they introduced the Royal Rumble, and you could back body drop people over the top rope. First time you could ever do that. You know that. what? That's like, and you know what? It's funny because like as they went on with the series, you couldn't do that for a while until they got back to like the next gen ones, like the PS. I think the PS3 ones were the first ones where you could do that again. We could do other moves and just throwing people over, or just having the quick time event to eliminate people. Yeah. We can talk about wrestling games all night. Sure. I mean. You know, going on Nintendo 64 again for WCW versus NWO versus the world, you could actually run and dive out of the ring. NWO Revenge is absolutely (laughs) one of the best games ever made on the 64. Like, I actually think it might be better than No Mercy because if if not for that game, I don't think WWE would have, like, stole them away from WCW. That game put them on the map. Well, you know... So you had WrestleMania 2000. Was really okay. good. It, it, it was good. The creative character was amazing in that, and the paper create a pay per view on that. Ooh. Yep, yep. And then, um, then you had uh, which, which I liked WrestleMania 2000 a lot. Like I probably spent more time in the creative character And then what was it? Was it Revenge? It was WCW yes, Revenge. Revenge was nice. Where you could you could actually that was when the NWO and all that stuff was real big, and so you could give people Wolfpack shirts or you put everybody in the NWO. So we would so oh, Curry man, okay, so you guys know, the NWO. <laughs> so you guys um, every now and again you'll see a guy named Alex Roberts in our Facebook group, and he gives away like Steam codes and things like that. Uh, he's a big PC gamer. Uh, he plays in multiple bands. Really great dude. I went to school with him. And I remember us going to his house when WCW Revenge came out, and we stayed up all night playing. And we put DDP in the Wolfpack. We put Goldberg in the Wolfpack. <laughs> like it, it was the coolest thing. And what we would do is we would play matches and kind of come up with our own scenarios, and then give reasons why this person or that person turn your back on the Wolfpack. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. End up in a body bag. Great song. Oh, man. What about you, CJ? What's your favorite wrestling game? (laughs) (laughs) Great answer. Perfect response. Good answer. Good answer. It's like like Family Feud. Okay. All right. Fine, then. So, SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. Okay. SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 had some of the best. I'll just go again for CJ. Best reversals, right? Okay, some of the best move sets, obviously creative finisher things like that. But their Hell in a Cell match, you had two spots in the cell that you could throw them through. You could and do the Armageddon in a Cell could, match in that one too, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, and you could throw them off of the cell through the announce table. Yeah, I remember. You, I could, like you could like literally kill people style. in that game. Yes, it was awesome. Which one was it? It was a SmackDown. Ver- it was SmackDown versus Raw. Uh, know your role or shut your mouth that had Fred Durst in it. Uh, shut, it might have been shut your mouth or know your role. I can't remember. Oh, man. Because so cool. back then, yeah, that was when uh, when Roland was Undertaker's, uh, Undertaker's theme, theme song. I'm going to see them in and August then, or September. Yeah. You know Biscuit? Oh, yes. I've seen them twice. They're amazing. So, But, yeah, it was awesome because Fred Durst was a playable character, and you could have Fred Durst come out on the motorcycle to Roland. And they had the rolling, uh, the dance that they did in the in the in the music video. They had that was one of the taunts. So I had all my wrestlers 
doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin flipping people off, and then the Mint Biscuit rolling man. <laughs> Congratulations uh, for your submission to question of the week. You can pick up your prize from Daryl at the concierge on your way out. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You know what the worst ding, ding, ding. part about this is, CJ? Hmm? The worst part is I have to edit this week, so I get to hear this all over again. <laughs> the worst part is I was trying to find a hanging sound, and there it's are no good hanging sounds available. <laughs> Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> all right, do we have any oh more questions? God, Can we move on? Massacre, it's not even a pay-per-view. <laughs> I got uh, Oh, man, are you crying, no, man? No, man, it's these bogus allergies, man. These bogus St. Clair allergies. You boob. You give me the fan boob. Crown me, King. Crown me. <laughs> uh, I used to watch wrestling. My dad said wrestling's for pussies. <laughs> uh, this week's official topic? Or you guys Foreign objects. And he punches her in the face. Official topic, <laughs> please. Let's just land it. Let's land the plane. Let's land it. Yes. Let's land it. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure. I can keep going. No, we we don't want to. CJ, no you be the you be the voice of reason. What do we? What do you want to do? I here? don't mind. Whatever everyone likes. <laughs> you got a lot of glare. That dome of yours, squirrel nuts. If it means I can stop hearing the quotes. <laughs> this tastes like ass to you. <laughs> Are we gonna? So are we gonna do the topic, or are we? Are we not? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, okay. CJ, this is your topic. You pitch it. <laughs> um, okay, I wasn't sure if we were going to there, or someone had just necked themselves. For Amy, this this might this might make it into a three hour show, though. Uh, well, that's all right. I think, I think, I think, I think Patreons. You know, you're getting so much content. You just got to empty your wallets uh, at this point. Sorry. But you know, no, no joke, jokes <laughs> aside, though. You know, I know, I know, uh, being a listener to multiple podcasts, when you know someone talks about their Patreon and just fanging on, your eyes glaze over, and you're like, you know, just rape me now from behind, why don't you? Uh, and they always put that message at the start of an episode because it's just obnoxious people asking for money. I know, which I'm now doing uh, on behalf of the Loop Bros. But on the other side too, I also understand what it costs to run a show and if you've made it this far then you deserve to give them at least a dollar i think you know what is what is a dollar a month i mean what can you fucking buy for a dollar a month you can't eat that's not that's like a fifth of a handy in thailand or something so you can <laughs> you can you can afford it you know every five months you miss out on a handy look look daryl or someone from the panel will give you one every five months you know maybe that should be the tier <laughs> for the one dollar tier so i don't know just shows up to your house gives you handy and leaves <laughs> well once every five months you can qualify for two a year Still not making my list. You know, there'd be people out there that would do that two a year. They'd want them back to back, though. So you'd really want to keep yourself luber, uh, limber, I should say, not lubed. Whoa, well, uh, lubing and limber. Uh, both important things, Kali, as you would know. But anyway, that's got nothing to do with the, the topic, the topic at hand today, which is is our favorite games we've played, I suppose, for the first half of the year. And inspired by the fact that, as I said before, there's so much talk about you know the industry slowing down, which you know is true for AAA. As I suppose, you know, and there's there's so many things being pushed, or you know, what 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 is there to play? There's nothing to play, and 
I've just found that to be the opposite. I found this year, I mean, again, having time with everything that's going on to get through stuff, but there is so much. There's so much good stuff to play. And, of course, it's not always limited to this year. We all have games that we haven't played, uh, you know, that we're, we're fitting in this year. So that was the idea of this, maybe to throw out some some games we liked and maybe give you, the listener, some, you know, options, maybe some new things you could discover. And, of course, to promote some discussion in the Facebook, perhaps, if you want to share what you've been playing as well, if you have any, any gems. Because I think... I think it's fair to say this six months has shown us, you know, what's available beyond just the AAA publishers, and and many of us have perhaps been exposed to some some new experiences. How does that sound? Yes. So, Kalai, should we should we start with you? Sure. I have to say, my standout game is Half Life Alex. Hmm. Why? <laughs> Because it's a masterpiece. No, it did something that I've always wanted VR. It actually created the perfect VR experience. I did not get sick. I did not get bored. So one of the biggest problems with VR is that you want to play for 20 minutes. And after 20 minutes, you're like, I don't feel like standing anymore. You know, this game is repetitive. And then you move on. I wanted an experience that I could play that I would be hooked just as if I'm sitting down to a PC. Mm. Half-Life Alex gives me that experience. Oh, yeah. So probably one of my favorite standout games. Mm. I like that. Who, who, who would like to go next? Should we go around or how would you like to do it? I'll go next. So one of my favorite games that I've played in a long time, <clears throat> it's an older game. And I know I've been playing a lot of older games the past probably two years. But man, uh, I played Max Payne 3. Mm. And it's a game I had started years and years ago, but hadn't ever finished, hadn't made it very far in. And it was you know, one of those games that like we've been talking, doing backlog beatdown versions for the past couple of years. And even before that, we had kicked around this idea of like killing our backlog and killing our backlog. And that was one of those games that just always sat on the shelf. And I'm like, I'm going to get to it one day. I'm going to get to it. This year was the year I put in Max Payne 3 and it hooked me. And I played through that game and the, the music score was fantastic. Just the, the gameplay was great. Um, I enjoyed it so much. The story was pretty good. I mean, Max Payne's stories are not very in-depth. There are layers to them, and there are cool things that they do, but for the most part, it was just a great experience. And uh, I'm just, you know, in the midst of all the new games that come out, all the spam games that we play, and all the just all the, the noise, you know, that is in gaming, and there's all so many great things, um, you know, all the great wrestling games I could be playing. It's uh, It was nice to pick something up like that, at a time where I wasn't, you ever have those times where you're just like, man, I, I don't really know what I want, but I want something good. And I picked up Max Payne three and I was like, Oh, this hit the spot. It was a, a very, very memorable experience. And I turned around as soon as I finished it and went back through um, another quarter of the game, just cause there's some levels that I just really had a blast playing. Uh-huh. So um, that was, that was one for me that I'm just like, what a good, great experience. I like that. It's funny, isn't it? Like with things, you know, potentially slowing down on the, the massive game front, it allows time to go back and play some of those other ones. So, 
it's nice like that. Uh, absolutely. And you know, like right now, we just game after game after game is getting delayed, and with people working from home, it's you can pretty much count on almost every AAA major experience coming out to get delayed to some extent or some fashion. And this has been a good time this past year to just dig into some older stuff that maybe you missed or maybe you've been waiting on. And I've got, I've got a few of them that stand out. That's like, they keep looking at me. I'm like, I'll, I'll play it one day. And that was just the top of the list. And it was great. I like it. Uh, T-Bird. What have you got? Uh, I haven't really, I haven't really finished a lot of games <laughs> this year, but um, I would say Mortal Phoenix Rising mm. was definitely one of my highlights of this year. Kind of a, I don't know if it was a breath of fresh air, but it was it was a little, a little different from what I was used to playing. It, it, it wasn't when I started playing that it was nothing like what I expected, I suppose, or because yeah. it literally came out. Was it a month before Assassins or a month after? They were within a month though. Um, I think I think it was something like that. I think it was Assassins Creed Watch Dogs, and that all came out like a month of each yeah. other. Which is kind of kind Something of crazy, crazy like that. <laughs> yeah, I know you. And I decided. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say. I know you finished that game. Do you? I don't know your policy on DLC. Did you have any interest in the DLC for that game, or not particularly? I don't even know how DLC. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that seems to be the common criticism that the DLC is not that great, but the the game was good. Yeah. That's one that I didn't love, you know, and I keep hearing this is the second time now recently someone's mentioned it on the show and been positive on it. So that's one I might need to revisit because I picked up that and Assassin's Creed at the same time. Mm. Okay. Well, if you if you got the option between those two, you play Assassin's Creed. Mm. So, well, yeah, I played the first hour or so of uh, of Immortals and, um, you know, it, 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 it those games, I have this... I know how big they are to start, so I always go into them very apprehensive. And uh, I haven't even opened <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla yet. It, it's such a funny game, too, because they came out like that. And I know two people, two gamers that are massive Assassin's Creed fans that, you know, have smashed through Assassins are working through the the first DLC that dropped and the second one is next week, I think, for Valhalla. And uh, they haven't even touched um Immortal Phoenix Rising and it's sort of a shame because I'm sure they would probably like it but I think it goes to the point you said Daryl that the, you only have that much stamina for for one type of game like that and they're different enough that they are different games but they're similar enough as well that that you would feel that I think so it's probably one or the other the big thing, big thing would be the time time yes, thing yeah. Assassin's Creed like 70 hours almost at yeah. minimum <laughs> I think Immortals was like 20 hours yes. yeah so it's a little easier to digest. Yeah. There was a point in time where I loved games like that. But yeah, it's the past couple of years. I've been a tighter, shorter experience is, you know, kind of what I'm looking for. Um, but I keep I keep buying them, you know, like I've got almost every Assassin's Creed. Uh, I keep buying all these big open world, you know, games. I buy almost every Ubi game. So I've got Watch Dogs Legion, just haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. 
it's so funny sort of detracting slightly here but uh the one of the things i like about assassins i don't think it was in immortals but the map is much more condensed in immortals so it's okay but it may have been you can correct me if i'm wrong tanner but in assassins you could of course have the auto auto horse so horse gps so the you can set your target and the horse will drive itself and you can put the controller down and i first came across that mechanic in the witcher 3 and i'd never had that before and i was like this is a this is a game changer because you know isn't it it, it probably is, but I didn't. I haven't really got into. Oh, well, in Red Dead Two, it's in. No, was it in the first one? I'm not. not sure. No, I think it's in Red Dead Two. No, it was yeah, not. it's definitely in Two. And uh, you know, because I'm a bit of a passive gamer, so the option just to put the controller down is always appealing. And I thought, like, this is amazing. And then I was playing, but I, so I've seen it a few times now, and you see it in cars, in Watchdogs, and things like that. But the first time, and maybe you, you've had this happen to you in another game, but I was playing this Forgotten City, which is. It's an interesting game we'll, we might talk about in the Patreon thing, but it's a, ultimately it's a, it, it developed off a um, Skyrim mod. It was, it was a Skyrim mod that they've developed into a full game made by like three people or something. But they have this amazing feature where it's the auto walk. So you can actually like, you know, select a character you want to speak to on the other side of the city and you put an auto walk and it will walk there without you touching or auto follow. So if they, you know how you always have those missions follow the character while they talk to you, you now have auto follow and it'll just like walk beside him and you don't have to do anything and i thought that's just wonderful that's awesome. yeah it is, it is. <laughs> why are more games i don't know that? where's the auto platinum button at? <laughs> yeah it's not that yeah and joe have you got i'm sure you've got some uh the biggest one i could think of off the top of my head and i played it like very very late last year or early this year well i finished it early this year uh concrete genie Oh yeah, it was a beautiful game on PS4, and I don't know if any of you any of you have played it, but I found it to be a really, really like lighthearted, you know, story. But it has some really cool mechanics. I liked the paint mechanics. I liked how it tried to use the PS4 motion sensor and try to give like life to those features that like were really abandoned with the console, honestly. Yeah. I have that game. I just haven't d- jumped into it yet. It'll hook you in once you start playing. And it's quick. It's only like maybe like a six, seven hour game. It's very quick. There you go. It's a, good it's, a it's a really good game too for like one of the most interesting things in games when you play a lot of games is how well they, they create an illusion that the game is being generated for you. And so I'm not, not talking like about a random generated game, but the game is actually reacting to your creativity. And that game, it's wonderful at, at masking the illusion because you get to draw on the wall and then the characters you draw take life, the yeah. shape. But it's sort of, it is more, guy as you get on, you realise it's more guided than you think. But still, it's a very cool um it's a very cool mechanic. It was a nice attempt. Yeah, I don't think I've played any other game that does it in that way. So it's definitely unique. I just think it's a beautiful yeah. game too. The art design yeah. is very well done. Yeah, it's a good story as well. Yes, I thought it was a very good story. Very touching. Yeah, yeah. Does everyone only have one? I, I may have misjudged the topic. <laughs> no, I have a few, but that's the first one. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, cool. Well, I'll just shoot. I didn't play much on playstation in the first half of this year so i only had three that i played um hybroxia 2 which i think a few of us are familiar with the first hybroxia um the colin moriarty um chris reagan and uh what's the publisher um or the, the dev, I forget his name anyway. Lilimo. Yeah, Lilimo, that's right. And so the first one was good. It was very short. The second one, I don't know if, if anyone's played it yet. It's a, it's just, it's a fleshed out thing. And I think 
like Colin Moriarty's a really good talker. And I think in the first one, he just put a load of text there, which it's not that, for me, it wasn't that sort of game. And I think his Brick Breaker was the same situation. Like you're there for the gameplay. And I think in this one, they realise you're there for the gameplay and it's all all gameplay, uh, d- divergent paths and things. So I thought that was a really big step up. And I know, like, it's an indie game and there'll be people that are like, oh, I don't play this sort of shit. But, you know, That's it good. is. It's a small budget game and it just shows you what, I mean, you know, if you play a lot of these games, you, you're, you know, you're fully aware of what can be done on a small budget. But if you're not, it's quite quite interesting to see how you know some studios a really good example is this Treefall studios that's just producing crap um in in a similar vein to lilimo and you know it's selling so it works for them but the the quality is so so far below and you know i think a lot of people get caught in in the fact that they're like oh it's just going to be this loop and nothing you know boring but that game really not is not you know alternate bosses and everything uh the control dlc so i never played that um until ages and then i finally (laughs) finally played it this year and the alan wake one which is ironic because i still haven't finished alan wake but i thought the dlc was great uh in control and then iris fall which i think i mentioned months ago it's a really wonderful uh hand-drawn puzzler i suppose you could say it's very very dark it's minimalistic art style based in you know this sort of uh, gray world I suppose and your choices are very you know gray as well they're very in the middle no one sort of wins uh, either way but it's got some really cool puzzle mechanics it plays a little on shadows a little like contrast at times uh, as well and it's a game that that flew under the radar but one of the better indies uh, from earlier this year so they're my three PlayStation picks I suppose who would like to go next I was actually going to piggyback off that uh, uh, control DLC mm. stuff. I'm pretty sure I played that the first DLC earlier this year, and it was fantastic. Yes. Uh, a little challenging, mm-hmm. considering that final boss. I was not expecting it to be like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually just started the uh, Alan Wake DLC yes. too. Very interesting so far. Yeah. It's good, and you, you're right. It's there, there is that option. It sounds like you're not using it to nerf the game. Um, you know, with one hit kills. Oh no, no. I remember I, on the sec, on the second DLC, I'm totally using <laughs> yeah. that. Well, in the second, there's some very open areas, and like if you thought that first one was hard, like it's actually fun to try and play the last section without any assists like that because it's really tough. It's a really open area, and yeah, and it's in the dark, and it's fantastic. But yeah, good, really good DLCs, both of them. So when I had COVID earlier this year, I blew through some games and uh, I was able to have a record month for me as far as like stuff I completed. And there were three games that just really stood out as like just fantastic experiences. Um, One of which would be the final season of The Walking Dead. Wow. I was going to say the same thing. I just finished that like two weeks ago and it absolutely blew my mind. And I... Wow, just the ending to the series. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And I, now, I don't think anything will touch the first one just because of the yeah. gravity of, of the first This one, one came close because it tried to it tried to go back yeah. to that that big of a story. It tried to get you to feel yeah. the same way you felt. And I felt like they did a good job, even with like some of the, like the earlier chapters. Like Obviously, the big chapter was, and I don't want to spoil it, but you know what I'm talking about. And right, absolutely. yeah, I felt like it did a lot, and I felt like finishing up the way it started with Clementine was an absolute. And I, yeah, it, it, it that game is the closest to the first game for for being 
you know, a great game. Plus, it, it really revolutionized yeah. the Telltale engine. So, yeah, I agree with you, Daryl. Yeah, it really, I really did. It's much better. That was a that was a great story, and that was again something that I needed. Um, you know, coming off the heels of some more action oriented games, uh, and I I marathoned and and finished Days Gone, which was way better than I expected. Uh, Days Gone is a game that I played like six or eight hours of to start and then like let it sit for a year or two and didn't come back to it for a while. And then when I came back to it, I started over and I was like, man, this is, it clicked. It was, it was just good. And uh, that was one of those games that like I didn't expect it to be um, as good as it was. And there were certain parts that were so cinematic and so like, uh, emotional, I guess, but like not like uh, sad emotional. It was just like certain scenes where you would be on your motorcycle and the and the the sun is setting and the the music is playing and it's just you know you're on your quest you know to to do something important and all of the the set pieces, all the elements were just right and it was just it was good. Um, the game was very long. It was filled with story. Like it wasn't one of those games that has so much filler content that like the story is the story elements are hours and hours apart from each other. Uh, and it, I just had a really, really good time with it. And so having those two almost back to back from each other, but they were totally different playing experiences was just awesome. And then, you know, kind of like to bookend that that whole time, uh, I went back and played Onimusha Warlords on the PS4. And it's just such a great playing game. Like it was a uh, very it played on nostalgia, obviously. You know, a remaster of an older game, um, a style of game that I love in a you know made by a developer that I love. It was just you know playing on all my favorite things, but it was one of those things to where. Playing, um, playing Days Gone, you know, it was like it was that was very, um, I don't want to say intense, but like, uh, you know, you have to pay attention. There's a lot going on, there's a lot to keep up with, um, side, you know, missions and, you know, really intense sections with the hordes and the, and the different, you know, groups of zombies. Um, you know, The Walking Dead being very intense and this with the story and like the elements that were kind of hanging on and, you know, the experience that you're going through. And then Onimusha was just like, uh, like it was like almost turn your brain off and just enjoy yourself. The story came second to the gameplay. The game was fun to play. There were puzzle elements, a little bit of backtracking, some you know old school Resident Evil Metroidvania style stuff, and it was just a good experience. So like uh, for for COVID to suck as bad as it does, <laughs> my gaming time during COVID was phenomenal. I played some. X. I played some stinkers too, but I really did get to enjoy some excellent games. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to be said for that. Because, like I, I just like as my own policy, I try not to watch any TV or play any games or anything before midday. Even you know on days days I don't have to work or whatever because you try and do productive stuff uh, or whatever else. And the the whole COVID thing has like, well, I mean, not having to get up and go you know early or working from home, it's totally shifted everything and how much time you have and i just wonder like you know because i made the comment last week like you 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 play so much stuff and it feels like you've played nothing but without this year that we've had i mean more than likely none of us would have 
you know, would, would have played any of these games that we've listed or, or, a, or a handful of them uh, in, into the future. So I suppose we've all become more rounded gamers because of it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because I always buy games with this idea that one day something's going to happen or I'm, I'm going to have this time, this magical time is going to open up. Yeah. And that's what COVID was for me. It was like, oh, man, I really don't have a case of this. This is not really bad, you know? And I was like, man, I burnt through some games. So it was good. I can go again. Yeah. So I realized this just now. I guess this is what stood out for me. Uh, I actually beat uh, both Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8 being my first Resident Evil games this year. That's awesome. And that game stood out to me because I actually really like the whole concept behind the story of the Resident Evil games. Like, I'm so interested in the story. And I was so interested in this story, I wanted to go back and actually play the other ones for the story. So the reason these stood out is because it's probably one of my favorite gameplay so far. It is the only Resident Evil I've been able to play from start to finish. Mm-hmm. They're good ones too. Mm-hmm. That's a really good jumping on point, you know, starting with seven, seven being more self-contained and eight being the only like real true, like sequel that follow the same characters in the events shortly after the previous installment. So um, in the, in the earlier games, sure things happened in succession, but you would play from different characters standpoints, you know, and point of views. So, um, you know, playing seven and going straight into eight was a really good, complete experience. So yeah. Very, very good games. Yeah. That's how, that's how I did them too. I played seven this year and then got me excited for eight and, binge that game about a week. They're good. They're good. I'm glad you guys enjoyed them too. So as, cause I've been talking Resident Evil for years and you know, it's one of those things to where everybody wants everyone to enjoy their favorite mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but for this to come out and, you know, organically, you know, my friends jump into it and go, man, I really enjoyed this. It, it's, it's cool. You know, it's, it's awesome to, to sit back and you know and hear y'all's opinions on it and it's like oh it's pretty pretty interesting i like it and joe i'm trying to think of another one um i guess man eater really yeah man eater's a game that stood out to me this year because among all like the triple a things that came out last year and all like the fantastic games that were made i think i didn't have more fun at the beginning of this year than i did playing man eater and just being a shark and just eating other things to get bigger. And just the drive I had in that game to just want to become a more powerful shark and just to eat bigger and badder things. And then like Scaly Pete was like the biggest scumbag of the year. He should get the he should get the <laughs> award for like biggest scumbag. Like that dude I just wanted him to die so bad. So like it just kept propelling me through the story. Like, it had a good story. The gameplay was t- solid. I can't wait for the DLC this coming month. I'm excited. Yes. I, like, it, it, like, the game was fun, and I'm actually replaying it now on PS5. So, I have to say Maneater was definitely something that, you know, stood out to me in this last calendar year. And it- I'm replaying it as well, but I can't play it during the show because 
you you make a lot of yeah. noise playing that game. <laughs> I mean, you if, just hit the you, same button over and over again. If you haven't seen the trailer for that new DLC, is it, I think it's called The Truth or something like this. It looks fantastic because they're really leaning into that cheesy, you know, fly-on-the-wall documentary style, which yeah, they touched was... on, which looks – it's where that game needs to go. It's wonderful. And I think another one that really stood out to me this year is just buying the PS5 and getting to play Astro's Playroom. And, like, feeling, like, the real, like, what the PS5 is really capable of doing. I agree. And that's one that, like, it, it sounds cheesy and gimmicky because of, like... It was know, a solid platformer. Different experience. It really was. And it reminded me, dude, so much of Mario 64. Like, that experience, how I felt platforming and playing, how responsive that game felt by playing through Mario 64. Mm-hmm. And, like, the rewards for exploration... You know, like in Mario 64, when you're like, oh, man, there's coins over here. Oh, man, I can get a star if I do this thing. Mm-hmm. Playing Astro was like experiencing that all, all over again. But this time it was like, here's artifacts. Here's actual PlayStation history. And, and, and things that I had like true nostalgia for and true like memories of experience. I'm, I remember buying this particular attachment. I remember using this. So it was that one. That one is way better than it has any. That game is for the ponies. Hmm. Oh yes, that is a pony game for (laughs) sure. Call Pony Simulator. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Did it it make you get a second job in there? Not yet. No, no, I feel like I haven't platinum yet, so I don't know if you need a second job to platinum it. You might. Nope. Nope. I mean, it's it's an easy. That's not one of the requirements. Is to get a second job. Yeah, and cool. I think uh, the last game I'll talk about mm. is Dreams, and I thought it was just gonna be like this throwaway game where maybe you just create like these crappy games. But what you're able to create in Dreams is pretty amazing, and it's it's a testament to you know them kind of making their own maker game in the vein of like what they've been able to produce in the past with like uh, Little Big Planet or you know, kind of capitalizing on the, on the craze of like Mario maker. Yeah. But on a grander scale and I played a bunch of games on there and I'm just blown away at the creativity of people and just the sheer amount of things you can put in that game. Like I played a remake of Mario 64 on there and I was like, how is this even legal one? And two, like, how did they do this? Hmm. And it just makes me realize like how like lazy some companies are like like if they can put all this stuff into dreams then why can't like WWE let you put like any music any music you want into a wrestling game it just doesn't make sense but you can put anything into dreams yeah dude is there a wrestling game in dreams yet I didn't check I'm going to check tonight Oh, that would be awesome. That'll get me back in Dreams, for sure. Yeah, I I found myself actually playing Dreams to play Dreams and not, like, caring about trophies and just unlocking trophies just by playing Dreams. Hmm. Which I feel like that's the in- real intent of trophies, was just to unlock them as you go. How dare you? I mean, I, I'm not... <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Just to pick up on that point, though, one of the things that you don't hear about a lot is the story mode that they include in that, uh, the art stream. And it's like a three I hour. I haven't gotten to that oh, yet. You should. I think, you, I think should. you have to do, well, I think you have to beat all the tutorial first and then it unlocks after that, right? 
Possibly, yeah, I'm not sure, but it's about a three-hour experience, and some of them are better than others. They're sort of. Uh, I'll, have to hit, I'll have to hit Levi up and see if he'll give me a legit point for that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's handing them out like candy these days, so that that's true. And then to pick up on the trophy thing, it's a funny game because it's a tool, but there is actually quite a decent trophy guide on on PSN profiles, and it's actually a great way to learn that game because the trophies are all tied to tutorials, and some of them they're difficult to figure out yourself but they're actually quite good descriptions in that guide so if you wanted to have a go at even making your own thing or or whatever else it's actually not a bad way like to get the platinum would be a nightmare because it's the grinding but to learn all the tutorials and and to get a bit more information than the game gives you it's actually not a bad bad way to do it and you can do it all in about two to three hours as well that's what i did and it really does give you a joe an appreciation for how they build these things when you realize that like how long it must have taken because even though it's an amazing program it's still like i you put this thing here and then you put that thing there and it's quite um it's very time intensive it's just it's just crazy what people have been able to create in there like it's mind-blowing and i think it's a testament to the community and like i was on there the other night as well i actually played it for the first time last night and i think what was really cool is like Corey and i were like oh my god there's like a dreams con where like you can they create their Mm. own convention inside their game to mm. to showcase people making games inside dreams mm. i was like mm. that's fantastic who does that <laughs> it's fair it's very very true and then look i'll just throw out my last couple in one because i know we're running in incredibly long most of these or all of these i think i played on xbox but they're games that i think a lot of people will either not not engage with or, or sit on the fence that's why i want to to throw them out there and the first one cozy grove which i probably put in like i'd hate to think how many hours now into this uh animal animal um oh the nintendo game uh yeah animal crossing with basically a purpose (laughs) so you have quests and it's very clear what you need to do but everything harvest moon meets animal crossing basically. yes yeah yeah and it's not a not a complicated harvest moon but it really plays into the time mechanic that you can do everything in 15 minutes for the day and you can keep going but there's no advantage you're better off to come back the next day as the resources regrow and stuff. And it's got a really cute uh, story. It's, it's wonderfully hand-drawn. The only premise I'd put is that it does lag on the base consoles, so you'd probably want to only play it on a PS5 or or Series X. Not because it's graphically amazing, but I just think a small developer perhaps they didn't quite work that out for the, the baseline uh, consoles. Then uh, Ender Lilies, I don't know if anyone's heard of this, uh, uh, Quietus of the Nights. It's a Metroidvania, which I can't I can't handle most of the time. It's a really wonderful game. It's unbelievably beautiful or whatever else. The music is, is sensational. And unlike almost every Metroidvania I've played, this one actually on the map, the map sort of makes sense to me. And when you're in a room, if you if you if there's an entrance you sort of haven't found off that room or something, it'll put a red dot on it. So as you move through the map and you think you're stuck because you don't know where to go, you can bring it up and look for, for rooms with red dots or the room will actually change color on the map if it's completely you know discovered so it's really it's like a like almost maybe a, a baby's first metroidvania in that aspect so so that's it's always clear. works and that's... yeah it, it's good for people that don't play a lot of these games and it doesn't detract from it doesn't tell you where to go the rooms are very big so you still need to work and it, it has a very fair roguelite system that when you you die you're reset to the save point bench but you keep your xp so as you upgrade the game the game gets easier 
uh, flipping onto that, the Death Store, which I won't touch on other than I think, Tanner, you would love it because it was described to me as the Dark Souls of indie games uh, for 2021. It will be a game of the year for many people by the sound of it in the industry for indie games. It's wonderful. I think you'll like it too, Kalai, because it's roguelike. Um, but it's also fair in that you do keep your upgrades, you do keep your your, your coins in that game or souls, if you like, um, when you die. And the checkpointing is, is sort of fair as well. And the bosses are pretty tough. Like once you learn their patterns, it's sort of clear, but uh, it's pretty tough. It's a wonderful, wonderful little indie game. Best DLC for me, without a doubt, is Bloodlines, um, Watch Dogs Legions. It's game. I know, Tanner, you hate that game, so I won't. I just, I just got that in the mail. I won't dwell on it. Play the, play the DLC first before you play the base game. It happens wow. a few years before. Um, so I missed that. So, so it links in to it. But this game, like whatever you think about Ubisoft, the AI that they're developing in that company is just unbelievable. And the best, best example I've seen of it out of all the games we've talked about, Ubi tonight in the Mortal and Assassins, is playing that DLC. I was. Um, it's really hard to tell what's scripted in the AI with the mission and what's just happening in the world. And I had a situation where I needed to get into a building, and I don't think it was scripted. I think it must have just been on some random loop within the game, not mission specific. And I was trying to figure out how to get in, and then all of a sudden, in the front foyer, a fight broke out between two civilians that just drew guards and created a window for me to get through. And because it's an open world it was just I think just a random encounter and I thought it's just so fortuitous that I was here the same time that happened and I'm still convinced that wasn't a you know part of the mission you, you, if you play the game you'll see and then another one that definitely wasn't part was I accidentally triggered an escape with the police and I had the radio on and the song came up and it's like so I'm chasing and it is difficult to get away from the the police in that game uh, or whatever else so chasing them for about three minutes and then on the radio comes the I think it's Lily Allen the fuck you song and I say like, fuck you and it's just awesome like to be in that situation driving the car and and with that music going and stuff so i think their programming is is really setting the bar regardless of what you think of them uh, as a company and then i don't know i talked about those other ones i think so yeah i think that and then maybe f1 2021 if you're into racing it's the first time they've put a, a proper story mode into it and yes it's cheesy but it's a really good um it's a good insight into the drama that happens with the F1 or what is happening this year, in particular with the F1 drivers, while also making it uh, approachable. That's quite a tough game to play. It's a simulation. Um, but they've added, you know, elements there that will soften the game so that anyone can at least play the story mode, if not, you know, get all the trophies or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, for, for a year that we've, you know, slowing down, I, I still don't see it, I suppose. <laughs> There's plenty of games yeah, out there. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and you know, we talked about the notable ones. I got one more, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to leave it with this. I'm not going to say much, but Call of Duty, Cold Wars campaign, mm-hmm. it just, it was good. It was really good. And the fact that they're able and are willing to expand past the point-and-shoot five-hour campaigns, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I've played every campaign they've put out to date. I think they're all either good to great. Uh, but this one shows me that there are some extremely talented individuals working with Activision on these Call of Duty games that are far... If they weren't making Call of Duty, they would be making some of the best narrative-driven experiences out there, in my opinion. So I just think that there's potential there. And the fact they're able to 
squeeze some of that stuff into the five hour run and gun campaign, you know, just kind of gets my brain going. What if these guys were just let off their leash to make a, make it, you know, 10, 12 hour narrative experience. So it's pretty interesting. I think. Mm -hmm. We're all going to be busy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well guys, I mean, I, I really appreciate it. I know we've been a little long winded this episode. There's a lot of good gold content in here. Um, thank you, CJ, Kalai, T-Bird, and Joe, so much for coming on here and doing this. Uh, I look forward to doing this with you guys each and every week. And I guess, you know, right before we get out of here, just one more final time. If you are listening and have been with us for any amount of time with the Loot Bros Podcast, uh, check out the Patreon. I believe there's going to be something in there for everybody, and we will be throwing other little bonuses and perks in there as we go. And uh, we look forward to seeing what you guys think. We want some more feedback and, you know, we'd like to know what you guys think of the content we're putting there. So that being said, we're out. Later. Get rider, get left, what will it be? Thomas running out the blood is flowing down the street.